I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is sponsored by Wondery's Business Movers, where you find out how titans of industry rose to the top and the obstacles they overcame along the way. The latest season focuses on Stan Lee and Marvel. You can listen to the latest episode at Business Movers Stan Lee on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Is it timeshare? I'd love to get in on that. I like this whole Santa Fe motif you got going here. Very Arizona, very... Tex Max, it's good. It's good. Maybe we can get the guy at my six to whip up a couple of quesadillas, you know? You are really down. This is Film Sack. Sure. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's not morning. And maybe they can listen whenever they want. I'm not saying you got to listen in the morning. That'd be dumb. <laughs> hey, welcome to no, Film Sack. No, you must. Okay, fine. Morning. Hey, Film Sack. Welcome to Film Sack, everybody. Episode 522. Mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian Tires Roll Puke Kiss Dunaway. Oh, I don't want to watch that. Oh, hi. Hi. New phone. Who dis? Okay. And how I may I pity you today? You say you got a problem. Uh-huh. And no one else could help, fool? Right. And you found us how? You know a guy who knows a guy who has a sister that slept with one of the guys on our team, and you want to hire us, maybe? Well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Hold, please. Hey, team, we got another one. So I guess we better come up with a plan. What? How long we got? I don't know. How long do we need? You prefer six months? Well, yeah, I'm not telling them that. How about I tell them if they give us an hour, we can come up with a plan that involves damsels in distress, cheap disguises, a cool van, a montage eclipse of the team welding shit together over some cool tunes, and the whole thing ends with us giving the bad guys their comeuppance without killing them or dying in the process. Or... Plan two, if they give us two hours and a $100 million budget, we can destroy the van in the first 15 minutes, fly a tank, broach the subject of nonviolence, hide shit in our mouths to escape impossible situations twice, and kill anyone who stands in our way. Yeah, I hear it. I'll tell them to give us an hour. Dum da dum 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 dum. Randy? <laughs> I gotta say, one of your best. That was really good. 
Uh, also with us, as uh, before mentioned, Randy, he ain't getting in no plain food done away. Jordan, I mean. <laughs> Aloha, Scott. Brian, Brian. Actor, brother. Let me talk. Okay, thanks for coming to the Somewhere in Mexico La Quinta to hear me talk about my new book, How to Plan Things. Over the next 14 and a half hours, I'm going to teach you how to devise a plan that will make you and your three best friends into a team that can accomplish anything as long as your enemies are incapable of using weapons effectively and you follow my three easy steps. Number one, all four of you need to be masters of creating miniatures. That's right, tiny little cars and trucks and dioramas that are uniformly to scale. Get on it. Number two, because of the importance of number one, I highly suggest you invent, invest in the model building industry. Open a hobby shop to recoup some of the fortune you're going to spend on modeling. Number three, get out there and attack your enemy and hope they suck at opposing you. They probably didn't model out everything they're doing in advance like you did, so you'll win. But this is important. If you see little bits of tester modeling paint on your enemy's fingertips, abort, abort, abort. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were pretty good at the models. Now that you say that was a, somebody that was had a lot of cargo Somebody trucks. had a 3D printer and they were just making little trucks yeah. and helicopters. And Yeah, I was going to say, normally it's like a stick and some dirt, but those guys really went to it. Right. Uh, with us finally, Brian, his whole life is a montage, Ibit. It is. Totally is. Okay, SAC team, we've got another mission to take on for our listeners. Are the four of us ready to plumb the depths of film entertainment? We've got Crazy Pants Dunaway, who might look like a loose cannon on the surface, but deep down, he's actually crazy like a fox. A completely unbalanced fox. And... Hopefully Dunaway has a sedative ready because B.B. Barfbag Johnson is watching and there's a part coming up where Bradley Cooper pukes and then is seen making out with a woman in the very next shot. Let's not forget Randy, the beard, Jordan, our vehicle and weapons expert, who's going to be able to tell us that the bad guy who can't hit a huge target like B.A. Barreckus can all of a sudden shoot the rope that he's using to scale the building. And me? Well, I have a bad wig and a cigar and a particular set of talents when it comes to playing with cups and balls. All right, Film Sack Clan, are you ready to plumb the depths of this movie? Good, because I love it when a clan plums together. Ah, you worked the joke backwards. Yeah, the whole thing. You retconned it. It was perfect. Well done. Nicely (laughs) done. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed that because I had a full on argument with myself whenever uh, the bad guy shot BA's rope. I'm like, oh, oh, come on. Right. One's a moving target. I guess it's six shot the mechanism. I'm like, ah, oh, shut up, Brian. You've seen them fly a tank. What do you just shut up? Yeah. That was the more technical of the bad guys. And that right out of the gate, I just yeah. want to complain bitterly. How many main bad guys can we have? This mm. movie, right. this movie needs to pick a Everybody's, main bad guy. It Everybody's had a lot. A it, it reminded me of like a Spider-Man movie or something. It's like, Hey, yeah. slow down. You don't, you don't need three of <laughs> them. You can do Spider-Man one. three. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or a lot. I mean, they do this a lot in in these movies. Like even the Dark Knight, a great movie about superheroes. Yeah. You got three villains. It's like here's the right, Joker, yeah. here's Two Face, Joker. Yeah, you would think they'd give a, have a better plan for the Alpha team, better than this. Yeah, you'd think. Right, right, right. Oh yeah, we find out that's called the Alpha team, and that I never knew that until this viewing. I didn't know that's mm-hmm. what A stood for. But that doesn't need to be. Alpha just means no. A. Like, why, why yeah. would we? Right. I, don't... I thought it was because they were trying to, you know, be, you know, further up in the yellow pages. 
Well, it's like, you know, there's the phrase, oh, well, you, for this one, you're going to pull out the B team, right? You don't need yeah, the right. best guys. You need the second best guys. Right. But those are the best guys. Those are the A team. So it didn't, we really didn't need alpha. But we I've didn't heard, need origin story. I've heard, the, I've heard the term alpha team before <laughs> in other movies, but they never said A team. They just said alpha team. Right. And so in my head, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's like a military thing. We're sending an alpha team. I hear it here and I went, oh, oh, hey, alpha. Ah, okay. I get it. And they only mentioned it twice. Uh, so, you know, which was two times too many, too many. Too many. Yeah. I don't like yeah. when I do that. I may have recorded one, but, uh, we'll, we'll see when I get to it. Uh, this is the A-Team, the film <clears throat> adaptation of the beloved eighties action television series, the A-Team directed by oh, there Joe. Was a show? Oh. Yeah, there was a, it was totally a show. <laughs> Brian, Brian was what? over on another channel watching the love boat when this was on. And, <gasps> I was. Yeah. Let me know when the love boat movie adaptation comes out. I'm all over it. Yeah. You know, that's coming. It's got to. It's yeah. Point. Has to. Oh my! Yeah, this oh, was sure, this was sure. this was NBC, right? The A team was NBC. I think right? so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is my memory. I, I, my only my only real like hardcore connection to the A team, other than I did watch it, uh, was when in 1984 my family took a trip to Universal Studios, and we were on the tour somewhere. I don't remember how we saw this, but down on the lot down there where they would film all the stuff, um, you could see Mr. T and you know. George Papard and all these guys standing around down there, like between sh- oh, really? between shots. Oh, yeah, that's right. cool. And I remember thinking, I, "Oh man, that's so cool! I'll never forget seeing this." And then I met Mr. T. I met Mr. T when I was in high school. Uh, he oh. was he was uh, past past his prime and making money, touring around, giving "Don't do drugs" speeches to mm. to mm. high schools. And treat we your all, mother right. I argue that he hasn't reached his prime oh okay all right we all we all lined up to to say hello and shake his hand and oh you don't and you know any but put his fist in your face and that don't do drugs fool yeah yeah <laughs> he was big wasn't every kid, he? every kid lined up don't do drugs fool next was, right didn't, drugs, he, fool. didn't he work directly with like nancy reagan or something i have a memory of this like they I, were, think, I think you're right I too. yeah yeah, yeah. There but, some... Yeah, they were all working with the with the prez back then, right? Schwarzenegger was having the the physical fitness thing, and right, yeah, there was something about that where he would be like taking pictures with Nancy Reagan, and everybody would be and like it was kind of like Snoop Dogg and uh, Martha Stewart kind of a arrangement, you know? Right, where right. It just didn't make any sense. Like, why would these two be together? But oh, look, she's bridging the gap of generations and working with. Mr. T to stop drugs yeah, in our schools. Yeah. I just I just looked up the time frame that he did his high school tour thing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he wasn't doing any any real acting. Like he was on an episode of Blossom mm. <laughs> in that time frame. Like okay. for 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 a few years, he didn't do any acting in the in the nineties, and then oh, you're measuring success by acting jobs. <laughs> I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, I'm no. sorry. Yeah, for him, yeah, like he's a. I mean, I don't know if he ever acted. He was always just sort of who he. I mean, was he ever like this? This movie's funny because they got the pity and the fool tattoos. Those aren't right. even in the movie, the TV show. He never said I pity the fool in the A Team. No. He said it in Rocky no. Three. So right, right. right. So and he was in a lot of WWF, a lot. Right. And so you said, could just he said those things a lot. So I would just say right. Mr. But T I mean, is like Mr. T across the board, no matter what he's in, with one exception. I thought in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, he played a more nuanced character. So I'll say that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. He did. Fair he enough. was well, good. It was he played a cop, and he was he was a different take than your typical Mr. T. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm just hoping that when uh, when the movie B. A. Barakas got his tattoos, he had pity done first, 
Uh, because when you go to a tattoo artist, right. like, could you put fool on these, fool uh, on on these knuckles and, right. and make sure to put them in a way where if I hold my fist up, it's right side up. But if I'm about to punch someone, they have to turn their head to read what it says. There you What's go. that say? Loof? Yeah, what is loof. loof? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the, the, you know, the, like some of the trivia I read was, said that both Rampage Jackson and the people making the movie didn't want to recreate too much of Mr. T's out of the A-team persona like right. that everybody remembers him for instance wearing a lot of gold chains but that wasn't mm-hmm. the a team that was just right. mr t yeah right and so they they like were very very careful at especially rampage jackson did not want to just imitate mr t right. <laughs> you know he yeah. wanted to he wanted to play that part in the that's from because the you show. can't imitate mr t come on i mean you can you can but it comes off as a cartoon i think he did the right right, thing even though there were moments of like a lot of the use of the word fool and a couple i ain't getting on no plain hannibal moments that sort of thing that are very fan service going on here i enjoyed yeah yeah i like those parts it wasn't too much they didn't cram it down our throats except for the plan comes together stuff it's like we get it Oh my God! If you're gonna make the plan, just keep saying it. Yeah. If you're gonna make the plan the central part of your story, it better be a damn good plan, and not all this BS we dealt with here. Yeah, there was a lot of BS. Freaking movie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there was a lot. Uh, Here, by the way, the greatest Mr. T moment of all time is right here. Here you go. He he raps or something. Forgot about that stuff. Yeah. Here he comes. Went to his girls are done. All right, here comes Mr. T. Camera swinging around. Here he goes. Mother, there is no other. <laughs> All right, mother, with other. Tom Tough He's not my brother. <laughs> I love that. I love that we're primarily talking about someone who wasn't in this movie. Like I, I like the guy. Right. Like he's so memorable. He's oh, no, so he's like amazing. Yeah. 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 When you think of the A Team, you think it well. When I think of the A team, I think Mr. T and I think of that uh, van, uh, right. the the van with the red stripe thing, right? The GMC, which uh, only lasted about uh, two minutes in this yeah, film. That made sucked. me so mad. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, I need no somebody. Yeah, I need mad. somebody to defend it, though. I need somebody to to explain that it was a good thing to take like the icons of the TV show and smash them to pieces. No, for, for some reason <laughs> you're not going to ah! find it here, <laughs> right? I mean, like, they did they did that. I'm trying to think of other ways that they did that. They did that with other things, but they were more obscure. The van literally being destroyed, though. Yeah, I don't know. That's a bit like. Um, let me think of something where where a prop is a big big deal. Okay, I got it. Uh, be like you uh, make, I, I dream of Jeannie's bottle getting smashed in the first act of the Nicole Kidman right. movie, sure, or, 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 or movie or, or whatever. It or was, even yeah. even closer, it'd be like, hey, they make a Knight Rider movie and they blow Kit up in the first ten minutes and then get a different car. <laughs> right. Like, why would you do that? Kids? And then Michael has to carry him around like on his iPhone because he has to transfer the the conscious. That would well, be amazing. Yeah, but that's how they would probably do it. They probably yeah. would destroy Kit in the first few minutes because oh yeah. my god, nobody's expecting that and then they'd have to build this all new please let it be modern, with my goliath 2025 please. version of kit that, right, that uh, yeah right, and that yeah. could have been in this movie too that they could have yeah. they could have sort of made a new van not it wouldn't have needed to be a van it could have been oh anything. i was thinking that they were gonna put kit in this film hey i think it was a total <laughs> missed opportunity with it i mean i mean all these military movies and tv shows especially military movies you always have somebody you're trying to get back to and I mean, the fact they killed the 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 Vendura, it just I'm like, 
Who's he supposed to be getting back to? I yeah. mean, we need somebody. And we they needed, really but, killed it, like destroyed. We need it. just we needed just one character yeah. who we could really just glom onto and just go, yeah. And BA was the character, but they and, didn't do it. And I felt like the the point of the TV show is in the intro, right? If if you if you need help and you can yeah. find them, yeah, if you can find them, yeah, right. That's so like I I kind of expected that to be the point the of the government movie. can't. And like you said, the point of the movie was make a good plan and then execute the plan. And there's four plans in this movie. There's yeah. the backstory. There's uh, the Simon and Simon uh, heist. Uh, there's <laughs> there's the there's the escape from Germany. Gerald McRaney is awesome. The, I love him. Major Dad. Yeah. He rules. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. And, yeah. But only the second of the four plans is actually them working for someone else. Someone else needs their help. The United States right government needs their help and they they go steal some plates it's like the other three plans are them working for themselves Mm -hmm. which is not the a team yes exactly i'm like somebody needs their help there needs to be somebody they're helping they're well, helpers. Here, here's what and, they do. And what kind of plan involves handing uh, the wrong guy, the guys, the wrong passports, and them not looking at the passports <laughs> before uh, using said passports to confirm that they have the right passports? Okay, yeah. now, now you're bringing up uh, getting your comedy into my action, and it, and the A team, <laughs> the A team was always a comedy first and foremost, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we got uh, the part in there. Yeah. He's hilarious. It's an '80s thing specifically, but action whatever comedy. those action shows back then, they all did this. Fall Rip guy Tide, this. Simon and Simon. Yeah, they're it's yeah. It, they're comedies, but they're not comedies. Don't bring Riptide into your <laughs> Riptide. Dunaway doesn't no? want Riptide on anyone's lips because he loves Riptide. So much. <laughs> <laughs> Hard Castle and McCormick is that is that Fairground? Is there you that, go. That one there you go. Speed and Brown Shoe. I don't remember Do that. It. That's seventies. But yeah, like there, yeah. there, there's a there's a um, it's a weird combo, and and it and it worked back yeah. then. Like even the Hulk, I, like all those shows back then, they all had this yeah. weird. Don't you, thing. Oh yeah, like don't you think of uh, Magnum PI as having a lot of oh, comedy? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah sure. it's one of those for sure. It's absolutely one of those. Hell, I'd say that even. BSG, the original Battlestar Galactica, which featured an actor that became an A-team regular, uh, had that same thing. There was like this weird layer of comedy to everything produced for television back then. I'm sorry to jump around, but did we need Starbuck at the end of this movie? Um, I did. I I'm glad, it, did, I'm glad it didn't that, cost uh, you anything. It was after I'm the credits. I found out there was a post-credit scene because I went back this morning and said, oh, post-credit scene? Yeah. Oh, that must be these must be people from the original show that I didn't watch. Yeah, him, oh. him, and well, you recognized you recognized um, yeah. Barkley. Right? I recognize, I recognized, uh, yeah, definitely recognized Starbuck, and I figured the guy going la, 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 is the uh, yeah, yeah, Murdoch. Yeah, but that's Murdoch, Barkley yeah. from Star Trek. You know him. That's the yes, actor. Yes. Yeah, was looking all bald though. And Dwight weird. Schultz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bald yes, right. and weird. I can uh, say that because I'm bald and weird. <laughs> The only one that would refuse to, well, I mean, George Papard was right. dead, so he couldn't do a cameo. But Mr. T refused to do a cameo because he said he he had put so much into who Mr. T was that he just yeah. couldn't see himself doing anything it else was, on the movie. It, it was the right move. I mean, Mr. T didn't need to show back up in the A-Team movie. No. He really didn't. None of them but did. I, That's what I'm saying. Right. None of those cameos are necessary or useful. After it, the credits, like, though, they yeah. didn't put it down his throat. Yeah. Eh. Post-credit, I can deal with. If it's yeah. middle of the show and you're, you're and you're really jamming it down my throat, then I'm like, okay, right, yeah, get, get out of here. here. Uh, I he, think the first problem it. i I think the first problem with this movie was casting Liam Neeson as Hannibal. Now, don't get me wrong, love Liam Neeson, yeah, love him, 
I even enjoyed some of the things about his portrayal here. Yeah. But I just don't feel like it was no. the right pick. I totally agree. Yeah. He's the mm-hmm. of the like you make a list of how well does this person play this caricature, mm-hmm. and like Bradley Cooper, top of the list. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's he just great. he fits it, it absolutely. Hundred percent face. Yeah, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you gotta, I, I feel like your second best portrayal is Charlotte Copley, but I think there's a lot of people who could have pulled that off. Right. Well, I like I his think- take in general, but I think he was underused. I think he could have been. Especially in the last uh, fourth of the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just covered his head with some Kevlar and said, this makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, like, I, yeah. I wrote down this this movie treats uh, the uh, the fourth person uh, just like the same way Ghostbusters did, right? mm-hmm. which is to right. say Rampage Jackson just doesn't get enough. It's I don't know. He's just like an also ran. Well, it's weird because uh, they give movie. him they give him some of the most interesting arcs, but they never truly explore them. Like him yeah. deciding he, to take his time while he's in prison to find peace and you know all this like harmony and everything is an interesting take because you know he's gonna have to break he's gonna have to break that. And they just right. didn't didn't spend any time making there's, that fun. I don't know that right. bummed me and out. There's two there's two uh, there's two characters in the A team that are worth writing about in modern terms, and I think the B A and the face character are the two that are dimensional enough that would warrant anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hannibal is very, you know, he's very two dimensional as well as Murdoch, but you have these other two characters that really could have these interesting stories and they didn't dig deep enough. They should have just focused on those two in my, and we, we, we talked about this, right? How we all come away from ghostbusters wishing that there was a lot more story about Ernie Hudson's character, right? Like Mm -hmm. that, that that, you're just like, what's he even doing there? He's Mm -hmm. the outsider. It's more, we, we kind of, you know, associate with them. We, they, they kind of show us the way It's kind of, you want to, you want to know a little more backstory. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They didn't do a great job of that, which is a bummer. I think, I think, I think Rampage Jackson is a really for, forbidding looking dude, but he can also right. play teddy bear. And, and there was just an opportunity here for them to explore that more. And they just didn't do it. I think the van, getting rid of the van was just a slap to <laughs> slap to the face of all B.A. Baracus history of yeah. all time. Right. What the crap? And, then, yeah. and it was right after he had the uh, Indiana Jones remake. Of the guy who flexes oh, on you yeah. before you beat yeah. the living yeah. shit out of him. Oh, right, exactly. And yeah. I was like, at the, uh, okay, so I just want to say, I saw this movie in 2010 when it came out. I saw it at the theater in Hawaii Kai. Uh, the, the appropriate time and year to see it. I yeah. did not remember a thing about this movie. Yeah. I didn't, re- yeah. I, I, oh, I actually, as it started, I was like, what do I remember about this movie? I remember shipping containers. That's all I remember. Yeah. Like <laughs> nothing else. There's nothing so, else. There's so and many so, shipping containers, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, like, I could not remember anything except shipping containers. So when B.A. Baracus kicks a Mexican dude in the chest who flies across a room into a window, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. yes, yeah. this movie's going to be awesome. That was the best fight sequence was, in the movie. It it's all good, downhill yeah. from there. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. I, the thing is, the thing about the I got to say this about the containers, the shipping containers. I swear what happened is story guys or whoever, they all went to the effects house that was hired for the film and said, what do you got? What's hot right now? What's going on in 2010? Yeah, what's, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, what are we what's doing? hot in 2010? Well, we're real good at rendering a bunch of <laughs> shipping containers, actually. Um, <laughs> right, right. It's They're a, uh, we're really good at and it now. They, uh, <laughs> look, at, right. look at this demo of shipping containers I made. And, look, we can make them fall. Check yeah, it out. Yeah. <laughs> So they went nuts. But what's it do for the story? No, nothing. (laughs) Nothing. They're definitely they're definitely all going to jail now, though, because I can't even tell you the amount of money that was probably almost rivaling the amount of those plates that they were trying to recover. Yeah, 
It was it was oh, a lot. Yeah. It's and you know it's all about the suspension of disbelief, right? You need your audience to sort of be off their off their game. You need the audience to not really know what's going on there. And so, like the the docs, the LA docs, we'll meet you at the LA docs. That makes sense because the, the audience isn't going to go, oh yeah, I know all about the LA docs. I know about how how secure that area is and how there's a whole police force for just the LA docs, right? I, no, the audience doesn't know any of that stuff. Oh, I didn't know uh, that even until now, until you said it. You can, just, you can just go there and and portray a bunch of craziness without, you know, and without the audience being like, "What? when is the army going to show up? This is weird. Yeah. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to shield this movie too much more because I really did like... I enjoyed my time. Yeah. I had a good time. Right. I, but, you know, there's still a lot to... Well, bottom <laughs> line for me on. is is a you know does it hold up to somebody who's never seen the the series and it's it's campy action um and you've got to have these outrageous stunts like a tank flying a tank and and uh as stupid as that was helicopter loop de loops just as impossible and as dumb as all that was i was having a good time though yeah Yeah, exactly by the way if you're if you're dangling from parachutes in a tank and you fire the uh uh, That's the not turret that works. Uh, it's just going to swing That's, back and forth. It's just going to make you rock yeah, back and forth. It's nothing. not going to shoot you to the side. Or yeah. Also, well, shooting you shoot- it down is not going to slow you at all. <laughs> no. If you if not you time all. it right and you do it enough, though, it's going to do something. Like that's the th- that's the thing. Like the audience doesn't really know, <laughs> right? right? Like yeah. right. came up with all of this stuff that the audience can't really complain about. Because how do you know? Do you think okay. they killed like, that? Let's talk about a helicopter. Helicopter doing loop de loops. Yeah, that's uh, another one. Because yeah. helicopters well, use they turn off push, the blades. Push no. up. <laughs> right. Wait, right. And it's not like with a plane where you you coast forward and then you can do loop de loops. With a helicopter, the blades are always pulling you up. So if you do a loop de loop, those blades now pointing at the ground are going to pull you boom right into the ground, yeah, uh, aided by down. gravity. Yeah. There's, but did they turn the blades off? And I'm like, you never want to turn the blades off. It's not like okay, oh, so they yeah. do that oh, with planes sometimes. When he did sometimes. a stall, yeah. When yeah. he did yeah. a stall, like sure. But I'm pretty sure you don't do that with a helicopter ever. I mean. I know yeah. you do it with planes, but a plane can glide a little bit for the most part. It yes. kind of has like some resistance to the ground. Yeah, helicopters are not made like that, man. Well, what's the, keep what's up the there right choice planes? here? What's the right choice? <laughs> Were they right to to go um, a little extreme with the stunts, or should they have pulled back and said, "Let's just be a little more realistic about how all this shit works"? Like, because the show. No, I right. want stunts. I want goofy stunts, stunts that 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 aren't like completely like okay, hundred percent that wouldn't work. I, these right. these are like ninety five percent. I don't <laughs> think that would work. But I don't mind bad. <laughs> I don't mind stunts like that though. That's I, that didn't hurt this movie at all for me because those kind of stunts are fun because it gives their people opportunity to talk about them and it makes conversation and it sparks imagination even if it's lame and stupid and no way it could possibly happen. Hmm. It's yeah. exciting. You know, you get to talk about it later. So that never dings a movie for me. Randy, do you want to talk about this uh, link you just gave us? Because this is fascinating to me. Yeah. So I just sent I sent Brian and everybody a link uh, that basically asks the question, can a helicopter fly upside down? And the answer is yes. Mm. Um, It's there's a there's a lot of things. There's only certain helicopters that have ever done it. They, They can only do it very, very briefly. But I've actually been to an air show where a helicopter did a big uh, a big loop. Um, right. I you know this is a it's a thing that you know it was originally this was a big question like uh, seventy years ago or something this was a big question yeah. but it got you know they they engineered it they figured it out how to do it 
Um, this uh, this photo on here of a Sikorsky S seventy helicopter flying upside down just makes me think. Well, all those people are dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, can't yeah. I can't look at this. I can't look at this and say, "Wow, what an incredible maneuver!" I'm sure that this turned out fine. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's yeah. the last photo ever recorded of those people. You and made bad again, life choices. Yeah. Once again, if if the audience vaguely knows that maybe helicopters can fly upside down, then this guy flying Tig Nataro's helicopter from freaking. Uh, uh, zombies, uh, like right. that, like uh, maybe that's possible. Maybe it's possible. You know, yeah. yeah and it's fun to discuss it. Like I said, it, it's probably unlikely. Most of us, there's not enough experts out there to really, you know, really confront it. So you know, it's fun. It's a stupid stunt. Yeah, but who puts, that, for that. <clears throat> who puts that dumb sign on the back of the tank and then? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much. What was please the sign? What did it say? Please don't. It said, "How's my driving?" Yeah, call. Oh, yeah, there was a yeah. phone number to call. Yeah, yeah. that's. See, those things um, don't bother me either. They're kind of silly. Little yeah, no, that's on. that's mm. fun. Sure. I don't know. It's like if you're gonna go full, if you're gonna go full fan or Fast and Furious style, like the way those movies are now. Right. I say just go for it. Whatever. It's fine. Sure. 2010 though, that was a while ago. There's stuff in the trivia claiming that. Well, you know what? Scrutiny worth here. Uh, here. Scrutiny. Uh, they claim that Woody Harrelson uh, was almost Murdoch, and Ryan Reynolds then was almost Murdoch before. They I would have liked Copeland. that. Would have been a good Murdoch. He would have actually done, I think, mm-hmm. pretty good with a Murdoch. Woody is a psycho. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. totally play that. Yeah, yeah. done before. He plays, he plays that part in everything. Now, yeah. Yeah. That, is kind of, that is kind of what he does now, isn't it? Yeah. That's pretty much his. Job. There's also kind of there's also kind of a thing where. I need Hannibal to be in his late 40s. I need Faceman to be about 35. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't you can't just cast anybody because they gotta they gotta fit the age. Well, in my I, I, mean, I may have been because I was able a, to do much of anything. Yeah, I may have been just too much of a kid, but I always thought Hannibal was like 55, you know, pushing 60. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, easy. Yeah. And he's a planner, right? I mean, that's his. He he works smart, so he doesn't have to work. You know. Physically, Hard. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but Liam Neeson works smarter, not harder. Look yeah. At that. yeah, and but Liam Neeson's over there, and he's like, you know, he's like hanging everybody else, and he's probably one of the most intimidating people. I'd hate to. I don't know if Liam Neeson could kick my ass. It just feels like he always could. He has the potential. Yeah, you're in trouble. You know he's I mean? got a special set of skills, and he may not have to even show you, but he's going to kill you. Right. Oh my God, but, Scott, you're so right. I just looked it up. George Prepard was 55 when they started. Yeah, the yeah that sounds right. And then. And then uh, he he hit sixty while they were still making the A team. Yeah, and that fits mm-hmm, because he mm-hmm. also called everybody kid, and you know, mm-hmm. just yeah. kind of had the old guy thing going on, and and tough old grizzled dude that's been in the Rangers forever. And I feel like in in a weird way, like they were trying to do that with with hiring an older Liam Neeson compared to the other cast, but he actually still a little too young in my opinion. Like seems a little yeah. too, I don't know, able t- too physically, able. yeah, too physically yeah. able. Because mm-hmm. the one thing about Hannibal was just sort of. <laughs> disguises that's the one thing they didn't get into here but bad disguise yeah, love bad disguises. the bad disguises it was yeah. always like a well so many of were offensive i'm sure oh like yeah like all a the jewish ones guy sure. yeah, yeah. cultural reappropriated yeah. yeah oh yeah he did do he did an asian guy once and it was real bad real bad mm-hmm. oh my gosh i forgot all about yeah. that but yeah like those are that's those are my memories of him and he never really got dirty you know he was just sort of telling yeah. everybody what to yeah. do and once in a while he'd fire a gun but mostly it was just kind of running the plan. And this one, they, you know, they got to get a little more down and dirty and, and whatever. I, I like Liam Neeson in almost everything. This was a little weird. They dyed his hair, you know, it's yeah. just, it's a weird, 
It's a weird. It thing. was. It's a really I, weird look. Yeah. It was fine, I suppose. Like I said, it could have done some something else. Jessica Bill's character, I just never could figure out. It's like okay, they don't want her to be the damsel in distress. That's fine. It's 2010. I get it. Mm-hmm. But they also don't want her to be the hero. She's just kind of adjacent. And I'm here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. A team, the series also never had women. Like women, just they they appear as caricatures, right? Like there are women, mm-hmm, but right. there aren't women who play a major, uh, like a major role because it was so easy to have them become a love interest, and that was right. like something the te- the show always tried to avoid. The well, see, there there regular... actually was a season they had shit. They had a handler. Yeah, and that's who I'm thinking to, of. Yeah, they should, yeah. they had a full time girl handler on there. What was her? Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, and Face was always trying to interface with her, and she was kind of like. <laughs> That was no, uh, Melinda I don't Cooley, think so. right? That, Melinda something. M- yeah. Melinda Kulea was That's the her. actress. Yeah, yeah. She was a. Uh, she was like she was a regular series right. person, and she was always like, "You She's, guys, stop! You've effed and, up again." And right. She, and her job was to be not the love interest. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. Like they just could like because it's just it's a it's a show about these four men, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you have to you have to like really obnoxiously uh, have them occasionally interface with women in a man to woman way. And it's just like, no, they're shooting guns. They're driving cars fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like you come to this movie and like the very first thing the movie establishes is that face man has a, has a girlfriend in Mexico. And then eight years later, face man has a girlfriend in Iraq. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. We give you up. You know what I could have done a lot less with not to detract I I sometimes globe trotting gets too confusing, and I did not appreciate the globe trotting in this film. I'm like, okay, mm. stop, mm. stop doing the meanwhiles and just pick a oh. location. The entire thing acting. was filmed in British Columbia. Like, how, how, like right. you can't. I don't understand how they, you know, they tried really hard to make it look different, but they didn't. It was all Vancouver. No. Yeah, I couldn't tell where they were one minute to the next. Anytime you have to put up the the location, like how many times they put the location placards up? It must have been like twenty times. Every time I looked up, it was like, yeah. <laughs> There were actually there were actually some outside shots filmed in a a little town called Cold Lake, Alberta. Oh, was that the uh, lake scene where the tank? Yeah. Anytime, anytime the anytime you can see the prairie instead of mountains and pine trees, that's Cold Lake, Alberta. So you you think that German guy survived the tank landing on him like that? I think he's, I don't know oh, no, oh, he, he was already shot by the by the turret. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. killed an old man and they just yeah. drove away from it. They just walked away. They okay. killed okay. this old man That's in front right. of his old lady. Yeah. Made it made his happy. wife rich apparently. She was quite quite yeah, pleased. She's like the insurance is coming in now. Dur insurance <laughs> yeah, or whatever right. she's doing. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. No tanks. Yeah. It was uh that was the insurance no policy. Tanks. Uh, one of my one of my favorite bits of trivia about this thing is uh Charlotte Copley. I'm gonna Copley, Copley. I'm trying Murdoch. to say it right this week. Uh, Murdoch, his mother, when he was a kid, banned him from watching the A-Team uh, at home because no. of on-screen violence. It was like supposed to be a big no-no in their house. He watched it at a friend's house on occasion. The first thing he did when he got the role was call his mom and tell her, I'm just kidding back for you for not letting me be in the series, watch the series. Suck it. And uh, he also apparently used to used to hide a tape recorder behind the TV in the living room to record the audio, and he would just oh, listen to really? it later. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So everybody else is allowed to watch it, just not him. Or are you talking about when he did get to watch it? When he no, he wouldn't watch it. He'd listen to the audio later. So right. like his parents, oh, okay. his parents would watch it, but he's a kid. A bunch and, of hypocrites. Yeah, I I I love that story. Though. I can't imagine. I've never again only saw the one episode of the A Team with you guys, but I can't imagine you get a whole lot from listening to it versus watching it because it's no, no. all action and a few a few uh, dialogue scenes. Yeah. yeah. 
and the, all and he the, knows is the plan comes together. It's yeah, like, and the and right, the violence right. is, the violence his mother referred to is such a non-starter in the show. It was so yeah. no one ever. Oh died. yeah, like the the TV show was all about driving a van through a fence and yeah. flipping flipping police cars. My gosh, they flipped police cars. Yeah, you know? yeah, and like <laughs> it, that's violence. That's not. I'm not saying that's not violence, right. but it's. It's the 1980s in primetime television. Yeah, no one died. Everyone lived. It was G.I. Joe. They all just got up and moved around. Those cops in the flipping Mm -hmm. cars, they got out. They were fine. So I don't (laughs) know why she had such a... She was so hardcore about it. Uh, I didn't expect to see John Hammond there. It's way at the end of the movie, but your actual Jane uh, Jane Lynch, your actual Agent Lynch shows up, and uh, you're like, oh, is it John Hammond? And this is How do you uh, know he's the actual Agent Lynch? We don't know. That could be... very mysterious yeah they, they played it that way but this would have been post mad men right or or during uh 2010 this would have been mid mad men was it mad men oh mid mad men weird mad men yeah so he hadn't quite uh he's i still say we missed a we missed a window it was a brief window but there was a window where john ham was a really good batman was face we, man. we screwed up what he, oh, he could have been, been face two, but he, he could have been Bruce Wayne. He could have done it. He needs to be right now. You need to sign him up for uh, Kingdom Come Superman. Oh, that's pretty good. Ah, yes, that's pretty good. Yeah, because Kingdom so, Come Superman doesn't look awful. He's just right. a little older. Whereas Batman's got to have like Kingdom Come Batman's got to wear like braces and all kinds of shit just yeah. to get around. By the way, yeah. we're now in 2021, reaching the point where uh, if you make another A-Team movie, Hannibal could be played by Nathan Fillion very nicely. Oh. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> That'd be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, uh, or so, excuse me, Sylvester Stallone, Steven Stallone. Yeah, um, <laughs> good old Steven Stallone. Yeah, he was uh, in the earliest draft. They were writing it. Uh, it he had written, I guess, or it shown interest, and he was going to play Hannibal. This was all going to happen. Now, I think that's interesting because it didn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. two years later, he went, oh, fine, I made my own movie that's sort of like this. And now, right. basically, yeah. what is the the un, in, what are they? Expendables. Expendables. The, the Expendables are the a giant A-team. The, in, the in Unspendables? <laughs> yeah, the Unspendables. <laughs> Isn't it fun to imagine an A-team movie where they don't try lookalikes at all? Like where you have Jason Statham. Yeah as one of the a team and you're yeah. they're not even trying to make him like he doesn't look anything like ba barakas well, or whatever yeah. Yeah. right and why even have him be ba barakas or hannibal or anything like that have it yeah. be four characters with with different backgrounds and it wow doesn't you never watched be... the original you man you'd be pissing some people off <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. oh yeah see this no, is I'm just saying i'm just saying you know your your a team movie yeah. doesn't to to succeed on its own and appeal right. to those who haven't seen the tv show you just have it be for guys with different yeah. backgrounds and, and I guess that's I like, the expendables, yeah. right? Yeah, with, it is. The, I, I, I like the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the, I like the characters as they're written. Uh, yeah. so it's a really interesting, you know, dirty dozen kind of sure idea. It, yeah. It, character it afraid really to fly and yeah. the tough guy, the pacifist. Yeah. And, and the other it, thing it, is, yeah, I would argue that 2010 was maybe missing the window, f- which is why I think it performed poorly at the box office. Cause it's a fun movie. There's nothing wrong with this movie. Yeah. I just think that, mm-hmm. I think that there are, there weren't people in 2010 that were like, Oh, I gotta go get my A team nostalgia on. Now it's finally time. Mid nineties. You'd have had something. Yeah. You'd, That's yes. when they started. Was that's when they started the process was in the mid nineties, hoping yeah. they could get it, but didn't yeah. happen. And yeah. and it's like this for all these movies. They're always too late, right? The yeah. Dukes of Hazard movie. If it if it had somehow been made ten years previously, it would have been 
it would have been better. It would have been better, but also received better because you would add people that are still sort of fresh off. Oh, yeah, I missed that show. It was only 10 years ago. Cool. Let's Mm -hmm. see it now. And And can anyone name a movie that's a remake of a TV show that turned out great? Like that? Well, like the Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is pretty good. Um, oh, that's a good yeah. uh, Mission okay. Impossible series. I would say I don't think the first one's that great, it's, but there's some yeah, of those are really the, good. The first one's a, the first one's like probably the worst one. It's mm-hmm. not. It's my least yeah. favorite. But <clears throat> I really don't like one. One's bad. Um, let's see. Let's go with. But uh, they did they did keep trying, and they eventually got pretty good. There's a better. Mission there's a good example of this, but what is it? I mean, I guess. You're talking about like different, not not like an extension of the TV shows. You can't count Serenity in this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to, because my brain won't work, I know there's one on this list that I should know. I'm going to look on Ranker and just see. And, I I'm, mean, and, and, and I'm not talking about like a, a television series where all the people go on to make a movie like Star Trek. So you're not like, saying Star Trek. I'm, I'm talking okay. about like, yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking about like we watch Miami Vice, the movie. For film right. sack, the yeah, Simpsons right. movie. Based Simpsons, on a TV Simpsons show, movie's really good. I'm going to give the Simpsons movie. A, oh, you know what? There, there's the one. Yeah. A continuation. I got it. Use that one. Yeah. I got it. The Fugitive. Fugitive. The Fugitive. That's an yeah. amazing film. Fugitive's yeah. a great, yeah. a great example. That rocked it. Yeah, that's. There's your. Unfortunately, example. I don't think anybody in our generation knew what the crap the Fugitive was. Right. I'd never seen the TV series. No, at but all. that's. It's to your point. It's so good. It stands up no matter whether you know it or not. And I and I right. think that this movie could have used like any of these TV to movies, like be, you know, be true to your source in whatever way you have to, but also embrace change, embrace modern ideas, like really make a great film around it. And the fugitive is like the best example or, or nail going back in time in your setting. Like that's my, my problem with 21 jump street is that it doesn't like, it doesn't pick a lane, (laughs) you know, like, you mean how, they how don't do go back about, to high school for reals? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you feel about like Starsky and Hutch? How does that land for you? I didn't like that movie. Right. I didn't either. I, it was I liked it at the time, but I have not watched it again, so I it's hard to say. Beavis Starsky and Butthead and Do America was really good. I like that. Again, but yeah, that's but again, just that's a, a continuation. Yeah, yeah that, that's just e- more. Equalizer was a was a good. Oh, one. A yeah. but nothing like the TV show though. Yeah. I kept waiting for somebody to owe my favor. They changed. I mean, a come on. Lot. Oh, which, really? yeah, which, yeah, which I'm not necessarily, and I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. I actually really liked that Fuqua movie until the last 15 minutes. They really screwed it. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I would have put that on my list otherwise. But, and I kind of like Miami Vice. I know we kind of poo poo on it, but I liked it. It's fine. Yeah. That's kind of like the A team. Yeah. Far more examples of, of failures, you know, Bewitched and Charlie's Angels oh, and, and Wild uh, Wild West. Yeah. Wild Wild West. Yeah. Oh, right. It's horrendous. I think all those things make those made something totally different, but in some ways better. I mean, I just don't well, think it could have had anything different. I, I can't imagine so, maybe anything better than the Wild Wild West bringing it to the movies. I can't imagine that you could do any better. But the rule is you have to make it. You have to make it so that it stand on stands on its own outside right. of people who are going to see it for nostalgia's sake, mm-hmm. right? And um, so hard. you can't have too order. many nods to the like. You want to please the fans. You want to do little Easter eggs to the people who are fans of the series, but you can't make it all that. Yeah, you've got right. to have some some balance between. Which is you know which is why I always feel like Charlie's Angels movies are underrated oh, uh, yeah. because they're they're complete standalone movies 
And yeah. the TV series was kind of a different thing. So it's okay. Uh, right. That's where, and that's where I, I come to actually liking the A team, the A team movie. It's kind of a different thing. It's not, it's not them going on a series of adventures to, you know, to help people to get someone's uncle out of a, a prison camp in Mexico or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not, but it could that. have been, mm-hmm. and wouldn't it have it been sure, great? It sure could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the show sure was like, that was always, there was always yeah. small jobs. Like I got to yeah. help and, this girl. And my primary complaint is not where they failed, uh, you know, with, with that kind of story. It was just the, it was just such a convoluted, they didn't have it. They didn't, they didn't pick a way. They mm. should have. They should have made the plan the character because one of the things they're doing very poorly is passing off Hannibal's uh, plan making and kind of passing it off to Face, where he's kind of like coming into that role. He's, maybe he's setting him up for a new team or something. Mm. And they they played with the idea, but they just kind of like just left it there. Yeah. And then what was his plan? It was like he had three cups, and the plan was like distract, divert. I'm like, none of these are plans yeah that's not a plan what is this it's a tactic is what it is yeah it's a tactic yeah Yeah. it's it's interesting because um the the movie's basically a prequel like they're setting it up to be yeah hey this is where i met b.a baracus which is really dumb in the middle of the desert with this van of his that's (laughs) just after i shot him are you also in the military look (laughs) i have a tattoo too (laughs) we're best friends now in 2001 there are so many fugitive army rangers in mexico what is the deal yeah yeah they were all there back then but but you know they were trying they were trying to establish all that which a lot of movies do and then the you know sequels had been thought of and planned like i know what's his name um, yeah, his name all of a sudden. Uh, the good-looking one, Face. Anyway, oh, Face. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Bradley Cooper wanted Bradley to Cooper. do more and was like pushing for producers to pick it up, and they just could never justify it because it didn't make enough money the first time around. And so, it just I never think they happened. could have made a really good second one. I think from what they had learned from the first one, I think I would have liked to have seen a sequel. I think it made enough money. In my opinion, it made enough money. Yeah, and you know, you know what? Justify. I think today you might get a different answer because this thing could. Get picked up on Netflix or something, and right. fine. I mean, these are some these are good these are some good actors. Yeah. You could have made something out of this. I agree. You know, uh, speaking of actors, Brian Bloom played one of the bad guys. Yes, one of the bad guys. Oh, the, the, be- the, the best the Blackwater bad, bad guy. Yeah, the Blackwater bad guy. Now, what's great about him, or what they call it, Dark Forest, or what was the name of the Dark Blackwater? Oh, Blackwater. Yeah. Darkwater. Was it? Yeah. No, it was something Forest in the movie because Black oh, Black Forest. Okay, Black Forest. Because Black, yeah. oh, Black, Black, Black Water's mm, the actual one. Ham. There, it's the real one. They're kind of parodying here, but anyway. Anyway, yeah. uh, you know this guy. If you're a gamer at all, you know this guy because he's in everything. He's he's BJ Blazkowicz in the Wolfenstein movies. He's uh, what's his name in Starcraft? Um, uh, Matt, uh, the guy on the bridge. Forgot his name. Uh, shit, I used to know this. Yeah, know Matt. Now. Shit, Matt. Shit. <laughs> Crap. I'm gonna find shit. it because I'm annoyed. Hold on. He was in Dragon Age Origins. He was in Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two. He was in Justice Ma- League Crisis Max. on Two Earths. Supreme Commander Two. Like his his if you go look at his his IMDb, he seems like a perfectly you know fine actor. Like here he is doing a thing. He's great. Yeah. He's got screen presence. You're like what's wrong with his face? But nine thousand <laughs> times out of out of you know nine thousand, he's doing video games. It's all video games, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And here's but the crazy he's thing he's to the me. Best. The crazy thing to me. I play Call of Duty. Matt I, Horner I for Sorry, a very Horner. very long time. Yeah. Brian Bloom, this guy who played Pike, is credited as a writer on Call of Duty. 
Oh wow! Really? I'm not kidding you. He wow. is like if you play if you play that game and you look at the credits, mm. he's credited as a writer. It's interesting. Oh, Blows the, my mind. He's the voice of Central and XCOM Two. Oh mm-hmm. man, he's great. But it in this movie, he is just a stone cold killer. I mean, oh, yeah. he is taking on the A team, oh, right? Man to team. And he is just right, right up until the them. point where he gets caught by Lynch, and then suddenly he's the butt monkey. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and he's, he's he's the incredible shot until it matters yeah. and he needs to shoot Bieber. And now when he's Pike worst. when Pike is in the middle of the backseat of nonsense in the in oh, the car yeah. scene, <laughs> it's just like. What does? What are they doing? Why did this? How did this movie get the, to this place? The backseat of nonsense is an amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. The phone or the the gun? Pick, yeah. pick one. Yeah, phone hold your head. Gun. Hold it up to my head, please. Don't let this man shoot me. Like there were some pretty good moments in there. <laughs> yeah. Some of that was cracking me up. Uh, by the way, you'll like this. In 2018, in the Spider-Man video game, the the new one, the oh yeah yeah the really good. Game, uh, PS4 one. Yep. He was uh, he was Taskmaster in that, so that's pretty cool. Oh, oh yeah. cool. He's also played Steve Rogers a couple times, including Marvel Dimension of Heroes. He's Captain America and Marvel's Ultimate Alliance is. Three. Yeah, he's all over the place. So so Brian Bloom is ostensibly a good looking guy, but then exactly. at, at some point in this movie, he's you you start seeing him right next to Patrick Wilson, who is a stunningly good looking guy. <laughs> right, it right. makes Brian Bloom look kind of yeah. And by the way, I am a I am a permanent. Uh, Patrick Wilson fan. I love him and everything nice. he does. Yeah. And I thought he was particularly smarmy and great in this. I yeah, enjoyed right. his role a lot, even though he was yeah. yet one other, you know, I, bad guy, but he was great. Yeah. There was just too many bad guys. We needed one, at least one fewer bad guys in this movie. Maybe more. Yeah. The Gerald, the know. Gerald McRaney, is, is that his name? Anyway, the Simon and Simon Ger- guy. Gerard. Ger- Gerard Gild- Gerard. Yeah. Gerard uh, McRaney. Yeah. yeah. Him turning him turning coat the way he did yeah. is the most freaking tropey bullshit. That that yeah. irritates and me. Speaking it was, it was, of Mission Impossible, it's you know basically uh, uh, Phelps and, Jim yeah, Phelps right. being the bad guy. And, yeah. and the reason why it felt good in Mission Impossible is because those primary characters had real relationships that we saw on screen. This just has Liam Neeson, you know buddying around with him a couple of times in his office you don't really get any feels for him and uh-huh. then he you know then he turncoats and it's like that that it's also that. just a dumb turncoat it's like oh now you have a beard okay yeah i love it i love that he was the, i love that i almost was like i love the kept calling the arab the yeah arab. the arab Ooh. Ooh, look at the Ooh, arab, the arab. The arab. Yeah. it's like no that's right. that's uh that's freaking major dad under that that's there. Major Dad. <laughs> Major Dad. And I'm a huge fan. Dad? Love this guy. He was great on Justified. He was amazing on um, uh, uh, to- or Deadwood. Mm, yeah. was incredible on Deadwood. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just an amazing actor. And so much old TV, new TV, everything in between. Do you guys remember yes. uh, Jericho, short-lived series? He was amazing oh, on God, Jericho. I love Jericho. So good. Yeah. yeah. I can never get enough Gerald McRaney. Hey, remember time we send all those peanuts to the, to the, to the place because they tried to cancel? Oh yeah, that TV show, they did, and they did. Yeah. They ended up canceling anyway. But yeah, you're right. They did. Well, they actually uncanceled it for half a season, yeah. and they said, "Well, they're going to send the peanuts now." No, they're not looking. Canceled. Canceled. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. That show wasn't that good, but it had a great potential, and that's what it's, everybody liked. It was doing something that nobody else was doing at the time, and 
so it was interesting. But yeah. then a whole bunch of those shows. Yeah, started. if you if you like uh, like Why the Last Man, which is finally getting a series, uh, we saw a trailer for it the other day. Oh, um, I saw a trailer drop. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's but, uh, it looks great, Brian. You're gonna you're gonna cool. Oh, can't wait because that series that, that series. comic is amazing, and it played with the some of the themes that they they played with in Jericho, and then. I don't know, Jericho, whatever. I am, I am not looking forward to the Twitter discourse around why the last man. I'm sorry. Well, I, <laughs> it's I'm my gonna... second. It's my second favorite series of all time. Like I have all the wow. TPBs. I love that. I it's love amazing. why the last man. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your first? Oh, uh, Luke Cage. Anything with oh, Luke Cage? Really? Oh, okay. interesting. I didn't know that about you. Didn't know you were a big oh. Luke Cage guy. I'm so conflicted because I've heard that. Luke Cage is coming back to Netflix, but he's in another show I like called Evil on Paramount. And I'm oh, really digging he's so it. And I'm that, like, you that can't. actor is so great in Evil. Yeah, I'm like, please do don't. He'll do both. He can do both. I sure. hope he can yeah. because I I don't want to pick because I I enjoyed Luke Cage and I hated when it was canceled. But then I was like, all right, ooh, this Evil thing's pretty good. I'm That's interesting it. that he's coming back. So Netflix is bringing Luke Cage back. Yeah, uh, that's what I've heard. Disney huh. Plus. I've, I've I not thought, heard no. that at all. Why wouldn't Disney Plus do it? Unless yeah, that's what I would say. Maybe it's too violent, or maybe, dirty. and you might be right. Let's 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 take a look. I, let's I take a very, look. I care very much about Mike Coulter. <laughs> yeah. I, I have yeah. not heard this at all. I like him. He's great. He's he's perfect. They should do a movie. That's what they should do. They should just pull him into the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Make him a new Avenger. I'd I'd be down with that. Maybe right. that's what it was. Maybe I just heard it and I got all upset because I'm like, don't you take my evil away? I That'd just be incredible. <laughs> if he showed up in Phase Four as a regular, I'd be down with that. He, oh, for he, sure. Yeah. He was in a new uh, episode of the Match Game. I don't. I, I yes, watched, he was. I watched <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but that's and good. I, that is good junk background TV. I'm making dinner. I'm putting that on because I don't need to like pay attention to it, but I can laugh at you right. know Joel McHale being smarmy. Wow, yeah, I think I really misread the headline that I saw of this Luke Cage return. It was probably a Twitter sponsor thing. Sax yeah. looks like it says coming to the comics. So uh, good news, Luke Cage is returning to the comics. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's got ties to. Um, uh, Jessica, Jones. Uh, yeah, Jessica well, Jessica Jones, Jones, but also Jones. Jessica Spider Woman, Jessica. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so who knows? Maybe we'll Jessica see Drew. him in the Jessica, Jessica Drew. Drew. Thank you. So maybe we'll see her in or see him in the uh, Spider Woman um, stuff. The, it's, 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 yeah. the story of uh, Luke Cage in various media over the last forty plus years is misfire. It, he always gets misfired. The guy they can't ever figure out what to do with that character. So I I don't ever have high expectations, but uh, I I do think it's, that it's underrated the TV right. series with Mike Coulter. It, the, it's hard to sell a superhero uh, story that is just in a small town, kind of like how not really a small town, but like a small story like Luke Cage, unless you're doing something campy like The Flash. Mm-hmm. The Flash is really nailing it. Yeah, you you uh, Luke Cage is is uh well that's why people love the comic and wish for a better adaptation. It's it's trickier to right. ad- adapt it, but but it is a it's a more on the ground kind of story. But also, you know, it was hatched during a time where I don't know if you guys have seen him in the seventies, but good lord, it was you may as well have been JJ, <laughs> you know, um, all right, uh, what, uh, dynamite or whatever, <laughs> right? JJ <laughs> Walker, Jimmy Walker, yeah, right. JJ, all right, that's not the right <laughs> well, character at all. <laughs> Like one of the things I love about Luke Cage uh, as a character and as a comic series is that they 
they very quickly get away from the black exploitation. Like they, they start out one hundred percent. It's a black exploitation. It's a, it's like one of the pinnacles of black exploitation. Yeah. But they right. get away from it. They, they move out of that very, very quickly. Yeah. And and uh, he he becomes uh, he's, like there's a lot to that character. Yeah. And the you know like the main thing you see much later is this uh you know black man's experience in. Uh, the you know the Western world and specifically right. the United States and all of the all of the history that that led to you know a lot of black people settling in Harlem and so on and so on. It's very very you know it gets complex yeah. and interesting. Yeah. But you're absolutely right that you can't you you know you never get a second chance to make a first impression. <laughs> right. And wow, yeah. it's a bad first. It's impression. like it's a little like um, oh I don't know. There's a lot of things that do this like. You, Steve Rogers, Captain America is a good example. He was so rah rah, America, go America, we're great. You're not, you know. The beginnings of Captain America are very much a jingoistic sort of, you know, a look at who he represents and what his name is. But as time goes on, you know, one of the more comple- complex and interesting characters in the history of comics. And yeah, it's I mean, eventually he's a Cobra agent. No, that's not the right series. Well, that series is okay for what it is, but. <laughs> But you know what I mean, like him, him actually holding the the United States to the fire and and, and rebelling against uh, just the you know if, the, if all we are is just an image of this thing, well then I'm not doing that. And he takes off like Civil War does deals with yeah. a bunch of that, not the movie, but the well the movie well, does too. But the the comic and, event was all about that, and mm-hmm. I love that about him. Like he's just, and I I want to argue that the movie the A Team makes a bad first impression. It it comes yeah, out with yeah. uh, introducing you to these characters, and every one of them the introduction is just dumb. Like. Why would bad guys leave Liam Neeson alive, uh, sitting on a chair and like walk away, like drive away? Why wouldn't they make sure he's dead? That makes no sense. Yeah, it was so a police force, a police force that is so corrupt that they would do this, but they're afraid of using their gun because they're going to be investigated. I'm like, just shoot him with your own gun. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the 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 beginning of the movie is just weird. Like, yeah, it's funny that Face Man is uh, suited up in tires. Like, that's funny, sure. <laughs> but then is he's it? rolling around in the dirt in the tires. I'm like, I've seen this before. This is not great, guys. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, do we even need to go to what grossed got out the most? Oh, because I think yeah, we, we, we but we all talked about it or we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, and they got it out early, so let's just play it. It's <laughs> a good fart, you know. I need a good gross. Fart. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he puked and then kissed the girl and then reminded us, the audience, that, yeah, you had just puked and now you're making out with a lady. So thanks. <laughs> Gross. I mean, I think, I, think, thereafter, I yeah. think he is a handsome, disgustingly handsome man. All right. I think Bradley Cooper is shockingly right. good looking. And if listen, if I was if I if my pendulum swung that direction, I'll tell you what, boy, howdy. All right. He's a good looking dude. But and I don't really care how funny. good looking you are. You're going to barf and then kiss me. F off. Get right out of here. Go away. I couldn't figure out if this was if the A team are supposed to be like some wizards or are they supposed to be like magicians at some point because <laughs> everything they're doing is like sleight of hand. It's like, oh, look at me. It starts off with Hannibal somehow or another getting his firing pin in his mouth so he can get out of handcuffs. It ends somehow with a key in in face's face. Yeah. Well, because so Jessica can, Beale transferred smuggled it, to him. it to him. Oh, yeah. I I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it was all magic. He's, I mean, I get okay. Hannibal. Put, put, okay. I get Hannibal put the pin in his mouth. I mean, I don't think that he like wizarded it for real. 
<laughs> I'm I want, a wizard Hannibal. <laughs> I want to see Hannibal and face transfer a key mouth to mouth. That, then you're right. Now, you've, now I'm interested. I was waiting for that. Yeah, that'd be great. But no, like when she did, I knew the second they kissed. Yeah. I went, yeah. okay, first of all, you're taking too long. Second of all, the look on face's face means something shitty's going on. Yeah. And I had seen more this than movie. tongue is going into him. Yeah. yeah. So then when he's in the room, he's in the car or the, the security bus or whatever, and he's look and the whole thing's being shot from his point of view. I'm like, right. all right, great. They're gonna look they're gonna look back and forth, look back and forth, and he'll turn to him and he'll go bing and produce a key. Well, of course he freaking did. And by the way, I mean, this is like the trope of the police are so stupid over and over and over and over and over in this movie. Yeah, a lot. But that's that's what that was a moment where I was like Okay, there's a bunch of police. I, I will guarantee you any actual police who are watching this movie are screaming out loud, check his mouth. Like you have a <laughs> person you have a suspect in your custody who gets kissed, but and before you put him in the car, check his mouth. Like it's just right. like of course. Now is that the do. American police or the policia or the what was the other one? There was like oh, just another, all over the world. That's another police. thing. Is like yeah. the end of this movie makes zero sense, less than zero sense. How everybody keeps showing up and arresting different groups of people. Like, <laughs> who's who's under arrest here? You're <laughs> a, no. Uh, someone just showed up. Now you're under arrest, and we're not. And we're, why, what? Yeah. Why did they? Why were they always putting Murdoch in? Uh, mental facilities outside the United States. I didn't understand <laughs> cheaper. that. It's uh, cheaper. It's cheaper. It's covered, it's covered okay. by his insurance. All right, <laughs> okay. go, go to Germany. His <laughs> HMO is really picky about uh, where he can go and stay. But it's funny though, because like he he's crazy. We get it. You know that's the joke mm-hmm. or whatever. But when he's with them, he's not really that crazy. Like oh, mm-hmm. we flew the helicopter, funny. But hey, it saved everyone's life, so it's not that crazy. And everything else he does isn't that crazy so why when they're all done and they're ready to like put these guys away and they're all in their military perfect clothes and everything suddenly you're like all right well as you know these guys will go to prison you'll go to a mental hospital like i don't i don't get it right that was always a weird thing in the original too because he was constantly ending up back at the mental facility and they had to break him out it happened in a lot of episodes Oh, that's true yeah they were constantly breaking him out yeah yeah and it's like i i don't understand was he was he bad at getting caught i don't know or he didn't care if he got caught because they was going to put him in low security. By the way, Dirk, Dirk Benedict claims that he regrets the, the cameo and also says he never watched the movie and refuses to ever watch the movie. Is that a, that's Why a, would you regret the cameo? Did you get paid? Who cares? Yeah. No one's going, oh, well, I can't believe you stooped so low. No one's thinking that. No. And oh. also, why, Dirk Benedict, why are, you, why are you punching so high above your weight, dude? Like, what, what are you doing right now? <laughs> what else is going on? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing that makes you think you can just be weird about it? I don't know. I don't know why. I I mean, know. Maybe he's got some other reason he didn't tell anybody, but it seemed right. like he was upset about it. And, you know, what are you going to do? It's go fine. Out? At the end of the day, even though I, I kept, you know, rolling my eyes and kept trying to untangle the plot of the film at the end of the day. I was like, did I have fun? Sure. I had fun. There were times when I, you know, yeah, yeah it was a I good time. Fun. I want to give some just, credit you to just roll your eyes. Do you, you tuck in for a, for right. fun. Exactly. I want to give some credit to Yule Vasquez who was in the movie only a brief time. He was the general at the beginning who, uh, ended up getting killed when they went over the border and then they shot a missile from the plane and killed the helicopter. That was his name was Tuco. They killed, yeah. they killed oh. the helicopter. Uh, he's awesome because that actor blew my mind in the outsider. And I just want to give him some credit. Oh, he's way cooler than this movie. He's in lots of things, but in the outsider in particular, uh, he played an FBI agent that was working with 
the local police. Brian, you saw this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's on I, HBO. I don't feel like HBO gets enough credit as a studio. I really don't. Really? I, HBO. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, seriously. I, probably like four-fifths of my recommendals on TLS I know, right? stuff from HBO. Yeah, originals I feel like they get lots next. of credit. Do you I just mean my, generally in like, high regard. in like po- popular culture or something it doesn't? Or what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, like I, I, I feel like, uh, 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 what's the Matthew McConaughey? Uh, oh yeah, True, True Detective. Detective. Yeah. True Detective. Uh-huh. True Detective. Uh, the first season of True Detective is one of the greatest series that's ever been made. It's a masterpiece. It right? Yeah, it is so incredible, and it's like I, I know it got an award here or there, but I just don't feel like I, I don't feel like HBO gets a, a, as much credit as they deserve. Well, I mean, it's considered The Sopranos is considered one of the greatest dramas yes. of all time, yeah. and you know, you're they have they have their they have their stuff. I think that they're maybe taken for granted. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a good. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Because I, I feel that way too sometimes. I'm like, oh man, you guys haven't seen. I mean, even like The Outsider, it's my favorite uh-huh. Stephen King ad- adapted for a series ever made. Like I've and I've yeah. seen them all, and I love that series. And part uh, was of it the is Ruffalo. Uh, I know this much is true. Oh, is that, that was right? so good. Yeah, gosh, it dang it, that was good. But see, that's partly what their problem is. They make really good art, and not everybody wants art. Some people want loud obnoxious mm-hmm. or or dragons so they're known mostly as the game of thrones channel um but unfortunately things like that well i know this much they kinda, is true. it kind of sucks all the oxygen out of the room and like yeah just this year like in the last eight nine months you know they've had mayor of east town and they've had uh i don't know the nevers like there's all this this is really good tv on hbo yeah. it just doesn't yeah. It's not TV. It's HBO. Yeah. It's yeah. A, oh, I see. You did that. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, all right. My other, only other thing I wanted to mention here is they, the TV show never explained why BA hated flying. The movie decided to retcon that and explain it, which is, you know, yeah. the flight with Murdoch flying the yeah. helicopter upside down. And so from then on, he hates flying. I don't know if I like, I like to do that. And I, well, I, I actually, I actually like how they handled it because they, since they flew several times, they could have just said, you know, knock him out every time. The first time he takes the chill pill, he takes a chill pill. He just says, "Give me it," and he's he's knocked out. Yeah, I, I think they handled it pretty well. Yeah. It, it made me laugh at times, and because uh, it was crashed. the biggest running joke on the show. Right, he ain't getting on no plane, Hannibal. He'd say, and then he, they'd drug right. him and put him in the. And plane. he would go threaten him. But in this one, you know, uh, uh, Murdoch makes good every time with him, and he's able to find peace because of uh, toast points. And right. so, you know, it's, <laughs> toast it's, points uh, and curry. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I, I liked it. I liked how they curry handled it. Tapenade? Like tapenade is like olives, right? Like what mm-hmm. what are you right. currying up olives? I'm just maybe that's I, I don't know. I've never had it. Maybe it's good. Maybe it is good. I like olives. <laughs> maybe. I like olives. And what is Alpha Mike Foxtrot? Is AMF. I looked at the words yeah. and like it's not yeah. whiskey tango foxtrot. I'm like, No, it's it's adios MRFer. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Is that, that it? Is. Okay. That's, really that's, it. All, that's all it really is. And I looked that up too because I was like, is this just for the thing? But apparently it does go all the way back to Vietnam. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but I learned something. Uh, you know. But sometimes it would be, well, it was another abbreviation for AMF. Um, Angry. Uh, adios, my friend, or something like that. Oh, uh, the clean version. Adios, yeah. my The clean friend. version. That's right. Yeah. Arrivederci, Mr. Friend. There you go. <laughs> Arrivederci, Mr. Friend. I like that one a lot. Axel, Mr. Faltemeyer. Um, I, I looked it up. Uh, A-Team does, in the United States Special Forces, this is true, 
means operational detachment alpha. That's what that is. So makes sense. All right. So Great. now we've learned one sure. more thing. One more thing. And the more uh, you know, GI Joe. Yeah, the more you know. All right. Any other uh, any other big thoughts before I, we roll into credit? Or I wrote down. So, I wrote down so many tropes. I wrote down twenty five tropes. There's just one that I think is so outstanding for this mm-hmm. movie. Like this is the this is the trope that I, I I like. I kept circling and underlining, and then and then tracing over, and that is stormtrooper shooting. Man, it's just oh, insane. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it's but and that's the, TV series, right? So I mean. It's okay with that. Yeah. How much, at what point do you say, all right, these guys are, are, you know, trained military operatives and they can't hit the side of a barn. Right. (laughs) I I just don't get it. It was, it was, there was a point where I was like, they should have set up some other targets for these guys to shoot. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it would, like if there had been things and that's, I I know, I know it's tricky. You got to get real creative, but Instead, what the movie does is it has all these amazing guns. I I was really impressed with all of the weaponry, and uh, none of it works. Basically, mm-hmm. basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all sort of. I uh, the only other note I had written down is uh, what exactly did Hannibal do to those dogs in the shadows to make them yeah. like come he, to he eat them and then turn around and then start yiping, yipe, yipe, yipe. Well, they, they were handcuffed they as they ran away, neck, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Each other. Oh, were they? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's part of his magic that. trick. That he, uh, you know, steps into the dark. And I the still don't know up. what he did, though. Like, how did he get them? How did he handcuff right. their necks But weren't together? you concerned that he was going to shoot the dogs? I'm like, oh, this yes. is not starting off well. I'm that's going to be. <laughs> I was thinking for sure that that's something they added in post because like, oh, we can't have have Hannibal shoot the dogs. I know. We'll right. just we'll just CGI some dogs running away. Yiping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the CGI. Yeah, they were. I like the CGI on because he really did kill him. Like <laughs> right, right. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Test audiences aren't gonna like it. Can we? Can we fake some dogs in there coming out? And to be honest, the can the handcuffing. I saw it, but it didn't look good. It looked. I. It wasn't I, obvious. It, really, it, it wasn't weird good for me to catch because, it. Yeah. I mean, because it, it looked weird because you can't really handcuff dogs because they really don't have hands. Right. Right. They just slip so right out. Worse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and they're not made for dogs. Now, the things that I noticed, uh, this movie was very 2010s in a couple of ways. I loved a couple of 2010 direct rip from the top 40 music. I love those things. Fit oh, right sure, in. Sure. And uh, I did make uh, a note. I don't remember. Two- hey, Brian, that Steely Dan song is a lot older than 2010. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I fell asleep last night. Are you maybe. Reeling in the but, uh, <laughs> not all of it, but yes, maybe. Uh, so, But also... I was trying to remember, did everybody wear, uh, did all the ladies wear in 2010 the uh, deflated wrinkled balloons for shirts that Jessica Biel wore? Deflated wrinkled balloons? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, like, you know when a balloon, like, it's been inflated too long, you, you let it out, and it's all, like, wrinkly yeah, and stuff? Like, like, shirts. Uh, blouse, like the the blouse that's five ti- five sizes too large kind of thing? Yeah, oh, it was I know weird. It was saying. so wrinkly. That is, yeah, that is kind of a, it, like, onion skin, like, uh, weird sh- yeah. thin shirts, yeah. That was a thing. It's a weird thing. In the early uh, uh, 2010s, yeah. That's We're f- actually getting far enough away from 2010 that we can look at it as a it. historical yeah, uh, right. e- example of things. This can't be, I mean, think, right. of, think of it this way. This will give you some, some perspective. This movie came out the year after Film Sack started. So there's ah, oh, wow. I think we probably talked about it, too. Yeah. It's like, weird. oh, we should watch the A-Team. Weird. It's so weird. I'm, I'm really surprised we haven't. Like, it was, it was definitely a, oh, we sacked this for me because i you know like i say i went and saw the movie in 2010 we were already doing film sack 
uh, you know, for like seven or eight months at that time. Yeah. Uh, and so then my question became, why did I go see this? And I guess I, it was, you know, like the thing to do at that time. Yeah. It was, it was it was a July movie. Uh, it mm-hmm. was summer, so I mean, of mm-hmm. course, you would. You'd just go. It's part of your hot action movie summer. Yeah, sure. that's what yeah. you do. Um, but it it's also perfect for us. I'm glad we finally saw it. Yeah, and uh, now we can say we've done it for real. When someone asks us, I'd never seen and it we'll at all. I think all three, actually, three of us hadn't seen it. Right? Yeah. Right. Dunaway, you too. You hadn't seen it. Oh, I had not seen it. No. See, and that I surprises the hell out of me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Surprised why. you don't already have the deluxe edition Blu-ray. Yeah, where's your 4K yeah, well, uh, director's not commentary? Not this movie. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Didn't come in a three-pack with. Uh... <laughs> no, I'll head down to the Cracker Barrel, barrel and pick up the uh, the original eighteen TV series. Oh, I do nice. That. Nice. Yeah. See, I figure I figure this would be on one of those Blu-rays with Starsky and Hutch and Dukes of Hazard. The, oh, the remake movies. It feels Ooh. like like uh, right for. This, right. would, this would be like the from, headliner from the same studio, like the headliner yeah. image uh, on the on the outside of it would be this, and then on the side you'd have those other two. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Oh, that would almost be tempting to get just because <laughs> only if it's together. Yeah, it has to be together. It has to be together. Can't just be three discs smashed together. No, like three boxes. No, it has crap. to be the cover has to be one. I of need those a ones. I need a theme to justify why I have any of them at all. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's a really good point. Hey guys, uh, you love good podcasts. I know that because you're listening to this one and you are probably like me, always looking for even more. Well, I want to tell you guys about something that's pretty awesome. It's the latest season of Wondery's Business Movers series. And uh, what I love about it is that it's super nerdy this season. You find out how titans of various industries rose to the top and the stuff they had to overcome along the way. And the latest one focuses on Stan Lee and Marvel. We all love Marvel. On each uh, season of Business Movers, you'll find out why and how these titans rose to the top of their stuff and the kind of obstacles that they had to overcome along the way. And this Stan Lee stuff is great. It uh, goes into stuff from his first job as an usher at a movie theater. I didn't even know that until this came around to working at a comic book store. That seems like a good idea for Stan Lee. Anyway, he went from being born in the Bronx during the height of the Great Depression to creating groups of characters that rank rake in the uh, billions for Marvel and Disney. But it's hard to imagine that in the early 2000s. He was in financial ruins and on the verge of suing Marvel for what he believed was owed to him. Anyway, this whole season explores how he changed both comic books and entertainment industries and saved his own career in the process. Does that sound interesting to you? I know it does to me. I really, really like this series. I'm not done with this entire season yet, but boy, am I enjoying what I've heard so far. And I think you're going to really, really like it. So go subscribe. Listen to the latest episodes of Business Movers Stan Lee on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. You can get that on either iOS or Android. So go get it today. Again, that is the Wondery Plus service on the Wondery app. Learn more about Stan Lee. I know I did. Girl can be a top girl. All right, let's do uh, let's do these clips here. Uh, they're good. They're good clips. Oh, good, good yeah. clips. All right. Yeah. Thank There's not a quantity. Think quality, not quantity, because the movie's not super quotable. But uh, there's some stuff on here. For example, here's Face talking about the state of his arm. He lit my arm on fire. I like that line. That was pretty good. 
lit yeah. my arm on fire. I like that I like that uh Murdoch just lit his arm on fire to see what would happen. Like yeah. just like in the middle of mayhem, I, add some mayhem. Why? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Some great A mayhem. All right, here's uh the, the line. And I love it when a flag comes together. <laughs> Was that from this movie? Yeah, oh yeah. Yes. Good yeah. lord, he's eating that cigar. Yeah. yeah. That first part especially. And I love- <laughs> Is there what's what's the equivalent of angry acting for that? Oh, I don't right. even know. Uh, what would you call that? Uh, smoky acting? Growly Sur- acting? Surly acting? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what that is. Uh, but I do know this next, next clip is uh, recorded audio. Somebody, I don't know, had a little one of those micro tape recorders playing in the car while Brian was on his prom date and uh Ooh. i know we never do these so this is new new segment everybody a prom date clip with brian um so brian Ibbett and his prom date are there and well this is the exchange and now it all makes sense did you take my steely dance cd i'm not even gonna respond to that wow you guys yeah mm-hmm. that uh that would only be tina if she destroyed said steely dan <laughs> cd mm-hmm. i love steely dan the the, the band yeah not so much the steam-powered dildo, but uh, <laughs> uh, but Tina absolutely hates them. Really? And I keep trying mm. to sneak them into uh, into the car when we're driving somewhere. I'll Even play, they're like, you know, I don't want to do your dirty work. Yeah, That's such a good song. Even that. Oh, yeah. Oh, dirty work, Hey 19, I my old a, school, reeling in the years, all I, that stuff. I have a playlist uh, called uh, Songs That Randy Loves to Sing To. And yeah. that's a that's a private affair right there. That is me in the car <laughs> by myself. Nobody yeah. nobody needs to hear that. And the song Deacon Blues is featured. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. To sing to oh my gosh. I'm surprised to hear she doesn't like them. That's I don't know why. It just seems like a she, weird band to uh hit. she has kind of a moratorium against all yacht rock. And I yeah, say yeah, Steely yeah. Dan isn't Yacht Rock. I, I also agree. It's not. There's no Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins don't appear on any uh, Steely Dan songs, to my knowledge. <laughs> and uh, there's no. Yeah. What is there? Is there Michael McDonald uh, backing vocal on something? I just I I have I curate the definitive Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify, and I'm going to see. <laughs> I guarantee you I've got Steely Dan in there, but it's because it's because of the, it's not because of who they are, but what the song sounds like. That's what's important. Yeah. I mean, it's something you could play while you're drinking a Cape Cod sitting on your, your catamaran. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I do have Steely Dan in there. I have the song, do it again, which is Mm. absolutely yacht rock. Is that late career? That's late (laughs) career stuff though, right? Like no, that was from their first album. Yeah. Oh, I have the song Hey 19 in the playlist. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, it is Yacht this. Rock. I'm sorry. Oh, those, hey those 19 songs. might actually have, I got to look it up. Hey 19 might have uh, Michael McDonald. Hold on a second. Now that I hear the. I can hear it. Now that, yeah. now that you're you're getting into the groove. Uh, we and, got nothing in common. Yep. And, now we can't talk at all. And I'm sorry uh, to say, I'm no, sorry to say, no. like, Center core yacht rock is Ricky. Don't lose that number. That is uh, okay. all right. Okay. Uh, Frank Floyd and Zach Sanders on backing vocals. No Michael McDonald as much as I'd right. like to think that, but I do love that the guitarist was Huge McCracken. Yeah. I am sorry, huge, Hugh. Hugh. Oh, Hugh, Hugh McCracken. Hugh McCracken. Got it. Huge McCracken. <laughs> huge McCracken. Excellent. Here's Major Dad. God damn it, Hannibal! What do you want me to do? If this were my operation and you wanted it, you'd have the mission. In the black forest, deploying this. Black Forest, like the cake. I, I, I do not enjoy Simon and Simon's accent. I, I don't, love I don't understand it. 
You're crazy. I, Gerald McRaney's got a great voice. I recognize it anywhere. I love it so much. Yes, it, no, no. I'm not saying it's not unique and distinctive and interesting. I don't like it. I'm saying the accent is uh, what? Where is that from? What is that? I is that supposed to be I think southern? It's genuine. I don't think that it's. I don't think it's a, an affectation because he had it in Deadwood. He had it. Oh, in, everything. Yeah, everything. It's his yeah, voice. I think it's, I it's think just it's the him. way so, Gerald McRaney talks. Yeah, and, and it's supposed to be southern, right? Yeah. Maybe but, but I don't he's, know. He's clearly suppressing a drawl. I don't know. It's just we'll see where like he's it. from. Uh, Gerald McRaney is was born in Mississippi. All right, there you go. There That's you it. go. Yeah, Collins, Mississippi. That's that is absolutely now. Now that I think about it, I'm hearing pieces of that because I got I'm related to these people. All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, District Nine. All of a sudden, I wrote. Sorry, my friend. I see you put the uh, South African microphone at the bottom. You can't always put the CNN on top. I love that you just say. Like we're we're meant to think that Murdoch's doing an accent for South Africans, but he's actually just doing his normal voice, right? right. He's meanwhile, from there. meanwhile, Bradley Cooper's French is absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's so he sounds like Pepe Le Pew. It's so bad. Yeah. Did you capture this? Yeah, I think so. I'll pull it up. But I just love I love um, Copley's just his everything he everything he does when he's just talking normal. It brings me back to District Nine. It's impossible. Yeah. Because I just yeah. hear him going, oh, you want a sweetie? You want a sweetie? Like the whole thing. <laughs> totally. It just, oh, man. And it made me want to watch that again because I love that movie. And I sweetie guess just, man's here. Sweetie yeah, man's sweetie man. Here. <laughs> but I guess he's making a new, um, they're making a new one finally. District 10's oh, finally really? got, got greenlit. Yeah. It was supposed to happen huh. forever ago. And that was 2009. So we're talking 11 years ago. Wow. No, 12, 12 years ago. Jeez. All right. Uh, say the name of the movie. Here you go. In accordance with the Uniform Code of Military Justice, this court is rendering guilty verdicts for each member of this Alpha unit or A team. Why'd you have to say it? <laughs> Why'd you have to say or A team? We or know. A team, also known or as the A team. That's pretty good. Well, that reminds me. I did notice the subtitles. Depending on who was talking, you'd get different fonts for the subtitles. Like, yes, in Mexico, you got typewriter font. Which doesn't yes. make sense yeah. for subtitles. It only makes sense if you're typing something. Yeah. But that was in movie subtitles, right? Not in not movie like subtitles, close, right, right? Not right. not closed caption. Not closed right. captioning, but the right. the subtitles that were included in the film. And then in right, uh, right. in Berlin, they had like uh, a, a, a nice sharp sans serif font mm-hmm. uh, for the subtitles. I, I want more. I want more of these unnecessary explanations of terms. Like, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this podcast or iPod broadcast. <laughs> the iPod right. broadcast. All right. right. Here's uh, you heard this earlier, but I'll play it. You are really tan. Yeah, that's when he was stuck in that tanning, standing tanning booth for. Oh yeah, standing tan. They don't they don't get into how face got all the nice treatment at prison, but it seemed like you'd want to stay there. Why would you want to get out? I'm it's sure because he his- put out. They made it very clear, Scott. Mm. He puts out. Mm. I see. Not the other. He's not. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. they were he walking is along just there. a gigolo in the prison. Gotcha. <laughs> Diamond Dave. All right, here's a- what what do I what am I gonna have to do to you to get an elliptical in here? All right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh this isn't I don't know if anyone says this anymore. So what can I do you for, Lieutenant? What can I do you for? Uh, do you for do you for yeah. they say that in Mississippi. Five dollars. I guess so. Do they? Do they say that in Mississippi? Wait, no. that was Patrick Wilson though. So what can I do you for, Lieutenant? Yeah, that's not a do you for uh here's a lame quote about call of duty enjoy this that's awesome it looks exactly like call of duty doesn't it Ugh. 
<laughs> I mean, yes, it kind of did. Yeah. I, that was my, my reaction. It was like, okay, I agree. Yeah, I guess I agree. Also, you're sitting in the car with a guy that did like 12 voices in the Call of Duty games and yeah. has a writing Eventually. credit. <laughs> right. This is pretty funny. All right. Why is he singing this, I wrote? This is Patrick Wilson, and he, he sings songs something. Enjoy. Get an agency scrub team out there and get me the goddamn plates back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need a mnemonic device. How about a song? Anybody else underwhelmed that the entire movie was about getting some pieces of metal? Well, there, yes, but but uh, yes, because I also think other people would feel exactly the same way you do. The significance of the metal, though, is big because those right. are actual actual press uh, money. You know, they it's don't a, make tons those basically of these. We give you a license to print money. Literally. Like, there's <laughs> literally. No, this isn't literally. even a counterfeit. Like, those would be literal bills that would have to be, you know, used. You, you would really be making real money, not fake money that people think is real. So I think that's the significance, and it is significant. But I'm with you that the idea seems dumb on the face of it. It's just like, okay. You just, like, you want some more personal attachment to the, the stuff. You know, like, whatever right. everybody's after you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, not everything can be the Ark of the Covenant, right? Or right. the Holy mm-hmm. Grail. But you want some some aspect of it to to relate to a person in the movie. Plus, most of those plates, I think, were like ones. Like, it's, I thought they were hundreds. Were, were they, they hundreds? Ones? Okay. Maybe hundreds. I missed that. Yeah. I missed that. Because if, if it was only ones, what a waste of your damn time. Like, what are you even going right. to do? But yeah. hundreds. And, and by the way, I don't think you need all of them. You really need one plate. Like yeah, that, that's true. I realize you're going to go kind of slow compared to if you're using 24 plates at a time, but you don't need 24. Plates. Well, maybe they had all the denominations in there. So they had a thousand dollar bill and a, a weird two dollar one and stuff like that. <laughs> weird <two-dollar one. laughs> My son can, collects two dollar bills. He still does. And uh, yeah, I think he's got a total of twelve dollars. <laughs> Something like that. Nice. I, Holy this, Moses. That's yeah. I've, said this on, I've said this on Film Sack before. So uh, some, but there's somebody out there who just listened to this previous episode from years ago. But I have a bunch of $2 bills because my kid has been losing teeth. And that's what the mm. Tooth Fairy leaves. The tooth Fairy only brings twos. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's I right think there it's in really. His name, tooth Fairy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, Thank you. The yeah. Tooth Fairy. I've always thought that was, uh, I think that's really funny. I think that a $2 bill from the Tooth Fairy is really, really funny. Yeah, that's good. And so I'm stuck on it. And then, of course, uh, I have had the, that experience of coming home from work and, oh, uh, Will lost a tooth yeah. day. Crap, I got to go by the bank. And the bank needs to have twos. Yeah, that's like, I have to go by several banks apparently today. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy to get find them sometimes. I think that's why Nick got hooked on him is the same thing. We Maybe it was only once, but we gave him one for a tooth loss, and he, he was so blown away by that that he just kept collecting it. Oh. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. That's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, voice actor time. It's our bad guy, uh, Hicks or Dicks or what's his name? Jerks. <laughs> Jerks. No. Lynch? Lynch. No, not the other, no, the other one. Pike. Here's Pike. 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 Here's Pike. So much for the grand scheme, Smith. So much for the grand scheme. See, I can hear Matt Horner on the on the StarCraft II bridge. So much for the grand scheme, Smith. That's weird. That's weird. Now, when he does BJ Blaskowitz, he's a little more, he's just, he's a little more like an action hero. But anyway, that guy's fascinating. All right. Uh, they didn't use this theme enough, I wrote. when he pulled the key uh, out of his mouth but they didn't do it enough like no, use that I, more I, more I, like I, the end credits i like this here's that yes. 
Still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. <laughs> if you have a problem, Frog Pants Studio. Great. No one else. Scott, do you do you remember the intro for and if you uh, can find the incidents them. that I made? Uh, a long time ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have it like somewhere. The, the A Team. This song. What is that? Who is that? Why do I know that? Rage, isn't it? Is that Rage Against the Machine? It might be. I don't feel like it lasted very long. It didn't last long enough. And there were no lyrics where he was rallying around the family with a pocket full of Right. Maybe it was just a rage-like. Yeah, rage-like. Rage-like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that might be I Love It When a Plan Comes Together. Oh, um, that's smart. Which was a Mike Post um mike post maybe? oh no uses the original 18 18 theme composed by mike post and pete carpenter because i i'm guessing it comes into that it does it's all together from that uh yeah so it might be the same thing oh there is a team blast off suite by tom morello so that's it. it's what that it sounds like tom morello that's it, it does yeah yeah yep. that's what we're hearing very cool and uh little rage and yep. Scott, that was the, I think that was the instance 179. Oh my gosh, uh, dude. Like we were literally, <laughs> we were, we were literally recording the instance like the day after the A team came out. Yeah. And this, everybody was talking about this movie. And I was very excited. I was overly excited. Mm-hmm. And I got together with Scott Fletcher and made an intro for the instance. Is it an intro? Cause I could play that right here. Uh, I have it here. Let's see. This episode of The Instance is brought to you in part. Oh, let's skip ahead. It's like you run Lake Wintergrasp a bit more. Then that joined by my friend from way up north, Mr. Randy Jordan. Nope. I must have gotten the number wrong. Like me. Oh, I found it. DQ. Looking for something like that Crusader in Chan and Tears Hand or Hold something on, like someone that. Someone else, and then, then you gold. kick in. Hello, ladies. Listen to nope. your man. Now back to me. Oh. Now back to your man. <laughs> it's a different me. one. <laughs> remember, remember when you know, that Irish was really Spring popular? or Irish Spring? No, what was it? it was uh, Old Spice. Old Spice. Old Spice. Thank you. Yes. Now back to me. I don't know which one it is. If you figure it out, let me know. I'll pull it out and put it in the I love that it. it sounds like you're recording it in a uh, bottle of Dawn dishwashing <laughs> yeah. liquid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also very heavily right ear. This would have been head- these have been the headset days up in Canada. Yeah. yeah, it's 192. Found it. 192. Instance 192. All right. I'm going to try. Yeah. We're going to. Oh, I was way off. Hold on. Instance 192. I am. Okay, here we go. I, it's just it's one of those things where like I I now look back on it. I'm like, why were we so? But I I guess like I say, it was a big deal. Like the A team was really having a moment. All right, here we go and play it. Yeah. Okay, just, uh, started right into the music. Uh, this. Let's see. He'll pokey in the he'll pokey in the stick with his. Yeah, I don't know there it was. Yeah. Wait, what? Babster. Still wanted by the Alliance. They survived. Oh, I found it. Okay. Sorry, this is terrible for radio. Five years ago, a couple of guys were sent to the stockade by Varian Wren for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from Stormwind to the Salt Lake City underground. Today, still wanted by the Alliance, they survive as podcasters. If you love World of Warcraft, if no one else can help, and if you can download them, maybe you can listen to The Instance. That's true. My flesh. He's been in the hot tub. Trust me, I know all about it. You're 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 longer than me. I'm longer. <laughs> and, there were the, and then there's like a mashup at the end of it. That's great. I love. Uh, boy, that is a great voice from Fletcher. 
Yeah, right. So good. Almost unrecognizable Fletcher voice. Yeah, I originally recorded myself doing it, and no, no, I needed somebody. I needed somebody who could do a better imitation of that thing. (laughs) He's uh, he does that voice one other time for me. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Yep, here it is. This is when he sounds like that. The morning stream. Man, give me fifty dollars. He does that like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smarmy Zap Brannigan kind of. That's great. I love it. Uh, props to Fletcher as always, and also, wow, how fast 10, 12 years goes. That's insane. Uh, all right, that's it for your clips. Let's move now to this here. Why, if it isn't the film sack checklist? Uh, Murdoch is underused and amazing when he is used. Check. Bradley Cooper is too good looking for his own good. Check. And finally, <laughs> the Olympic gold for the double, triple, double cross. Check. Because they double, yeah. triple, double crossed uh-huh. each other. Double, tripled. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek connections. I know about uh, one <laughs> uh, with the cameo, but let's who- start with the let's start with Fraser Aitchison. <laughs> okay. We have a couple of we have a couple of also rants. Fraser Aitchison was Pike Goon number two. In Pike this movie. Goon. <laughs> All right. In in the movie Star Trek Beyond, uh, that also actor Goon. that actor played a character named Hyder H I D E R Hyder oh, in Star movie, Trek. A yeah. movie with I uh, wonder what uh, he Captain did. Pike in it. So there <laughs> yeah. you go, two Pikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Ortega. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Ortega got the uh, lustrous role of. Mexican captor number two (laughs) in, uh, uh, and also made an appearance in an episode of star Trek, the next generation, but, um, Dwight Schultz. Yeah. We're talking about, uh, Lieutenant Reginald Barkley. Uh, Barkley is like one of the weirdest things that ever happens in star Trek. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Every time he's on there, Um, something's weird. Like he, he starts out as a bit of funny, uh, comic relief in the next generation. Mm. And then for some reason, writers just love the guy and they turn him into a God. Mm-hmm. Oh it's yeah. Just, it's it's weird, just yeah. fucking wild. It's really you know? weird. And toward the end of the series and this, it's a horrible episode, but where they all start devolving into their primordial forms. He, he's yes. a bug, some kind of bug. Oh, right. All bug eyed and like sticking his hand. They're like a fly or something like that. It was really. Should have devolved into broccoli. It would have been uh, way funnier. Also, it doesn't make any sense that the humans were all devolving into different primordial beasts when technically they all have the same evolutionary line. So that annoyed me. His participation in this movie really doesn't count. I mean, he's he's there to be seen for a flash. Yeah. And, uh, but that, but he's still there. It's a, it's a thing. I'm you think sure they had fun? Dwight- you think him and Dwight, him and Kurt, uh, Dirk Diggler were having a good time? <laughs> Dirk Diggler. What's his name? Dirk Benedict? You think Benedict? They were like, I'll bet they were. It's got to be. Oh, it's always got to be fun to go to a movie set and you know, and yeah. and just like walk on one day and you're done. You know, that's got to. I don't yeah. think they're going to California Pizza Kitchen. You know, between the end of taping of the show and the beginning of taping of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're, yeah. maybe they're, I mean, I don't know how close any of them were, but you always hear these stories. Like speaking of Starbuck, uh, uh what's her name? Who played Starbuck in the new one. Can't think of her name. Also oh, uh, Katie yeah. Sackhoff, uh, Sackhoff, uh yeah. her and, uh, number, uh, uh, nine, uh, can't think of her name now either. Um, also in Star Trek, Jerry anyway. Ryan, not Jerry Ryan. Um, yeah, not seven Jerry nine, Ryan. Right? The other one, not seven oh, to nine. Uh, no, 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 yeah. not seven to nine. The, 
the Cylon nine. Yeah, uh, number nine Cylon. Oh, okay. Can't think of her name. We're talking about Star Galactica. She was also in Starcraft. <laughs> she played anyway. Right. The, right. Those two her. are still like thick as thieves. Every five seconds, there's an Instagram photo of them hanging out, shopping, eating, hmm. dorking around. Like I always wish that for TV shows. Like oh, I hope you're all close, you know. But ninety percent hmm. of the time, no. Like sick of each other. They don't want to be around each other anymore. They don't want to share a set. Too many kinda egos like, in the same room. Kind of like sort of podcasting. Yeah, right? Right? Oh, now we're God getting to the real it. truth. <laughs> now the truth comes out. Uh, all right. Is this over yet? <laughs> I'm, gonna, my, I'm going to my trailer. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to give the uh, soundtrack a F for fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's a little louder than it should be in parts. I don't know. There was yeah, some- did you figure out what was going on? Ibit, was it... Um, I did. I played around. I, I was on the same setting I've had on my receiver forever. And so things yeah. like Greenland and other action things I've watched recently didn't have any problem. But I did play around with it and switch to a different six channel. I don't have a subwoofer upstairs. So I wonder if if it was on right. a, a thing where the subwoofer should have been doing a lot of the the quote unquote heavy lifting of some of the uh, I, right. I had the same I had the same issue but I don't I'm so used to it that I don't even think of it like mm-hmm. it's just this is this is quiet when it's quiet and very very loud when it's loud yeah, yeah. Oh it's also yeah, according to how they specify it? the 71 versus the 51 versus it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of factors. sure yeah that makes sense uh, Twitter post time this is where you guys in your great wisdom sum this thing up in 280 characters or less and this week we're going to flip it all and just start with Randy. The A team, uh, four men, an older guy, six more men. I think I saw one woman, a couple of men that we haven't seen yet. They're in a car, a whole room full of men, and then maybe a dozen random men show up at the very end, just like a Saturday night at Ebbets House. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. I didn't see that coming. That was really but, good. Was it- is it- I saw it coming like the front of a Humvee through a through a crazy three D projection of the show it's based on. Oh, we didn't even Is talk it about the it. Greater Escape. Yeah, I mean, did anybody else just feel like I, I guess British Columbia casting couldn't find women for this movie? Like yeah, they were like, bring in Beals. We don't have anybody else. That was it. Right. She produced something. Yeah, she's recently. from Boulder, by the way. Oh, she is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Wasn't she, born here, but she grew up here. She brew, uh, finished she, off their drink. She produced something on some channel recently <laughs> that everyone loves. What's that show she produced? Uh, it's like a serial killer thing when a cop and the cop. Yes. Oh, what was that? She was in the first season of it. Yeah, people love that show. It was a really good show. We watched all three seasons, and it was it's because it's got uh, President. What's his name in it? Yes. Um, right. Um, shit. Spaceballs guy. Uh, Right, the guy confused. The guy that gets confused with Bill Paxton. Uh, Bill. Bill. Bills. <laughs> bills. Why do I keep getting Bills mail? <laughs> uh, I can't think of it. Anyway, him. It's good. Yeah, and she's. I'm looking it up because that is that's another example of a really good. I, I think that was HBO, wasn't it? Maybe not. Might have been. I don't remember. It's good though, man. It's good. It is really good. And she's, um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I guess, mad respect. The she's, Sinner. The Sinner, that's it. It's real good. The Sinner. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone's seen that or hasn't seen it, you should check it out. Uh, all right. Bill Pullman is who we're thinking. Bill Pullman. Oh, we knew it was a Bill. Bill Pullman. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just talked about it last just week. Paid the wrong bill. Yeah. Wrong bill. All right. Now this. 
right here in my hands. <laughs> hold on. Maybe I love that you on. only get. You, you skipped. Now we're skipping me too. <laughs> no. Oh, what? Did I, I skip you both? Skip oh, shit. You're I'm skipping me. <laughs> you know what? It's because we all, we all had something to say and I effed up. All right. Back up. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Dum, dum, dum. Hey, the 18. <laughs> Give me a minute, I'm good. If, you give, if I got an hour, I'm great. If you give me two hours, I'm not watching this freaking movie. Movie, movie. <laughs> oh, this movie? No, click. <laughs> All right, <laughs> nice. Well done, good recovery, um, despite my goof. Uh, hey, Brian Nibbit, now your turn. You, you kind of almost inspired me to change my Twitter post to dum da dum 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 uh, All right. The A-Team. A movie that could have been scripted using two license plates viewed from a moving prison bus. Nice. Mm. Nice. What the? Thank you. Thank yes. you for bringing that up. Because Weird. I, I am I'm genuinely angered. You're mad <laughs> yeah. about this? Yeah. Okay. That, was like, the, that was the biggest suspend disbelief moment in the film for me. Yeah. It was, and I didn't I, want like, to talk about because I didn't want to spoil my Twitter post. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of the impetus for my whole thing about how apparently to do their their stuff they got to do a bunch of modeling yeah, like right they they had to make license plates right mm-hmm. what what yeah yeah, yeah. I, it was I'm good just stuff. Like, i'm stunned at yeah. that at that and just yeah that was, it's just insane that's bad that was bad maybe good they part. made it while they were in prison yeah yeah, yeah. maybe it was license plate just in case yeah why not uh, <laughs> he was making a plan he had six months to plan he had to do something <laughs> he had to do something all right, now for real, these titles. Man, I effed that up. All right, it was almost called <laughs> Container Chaos or no, Schindler's Pissed. <laughs> oh, see, because well Schindler's Pissed, he's mad. See, uh-huh. Play, played by Neeson Liam Neeson. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, quick emails. These are emails sent to us at filmsack at gmail.com. We got one here from Brendan who says, Hey, Sackers. It's great to hear you doing an alien, doing the Aliens franchise. Keep it up. Mm. Um, I have a hot tip for anyone out there who loves Alien content. I'm not sure if you guys already knew this, but before Alien 3 was filmed, William Gibson, known for what, Neuromancer? That's his book? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wrote a version of the sequel that never saw the light of day. The story includes Bishop and a very alive Hicks and Newt as they run uh, into another colony in space somewhere and typically uh, have typical alien hijinks uh, that ensues. The great thing about this is that the script was eventually produced and turned into a two-hour radio play with Michael Bean and Lance Hendrickson playing their original roles. It's on Audible, and it's awesome hearing the story yes. that was almost alien canon. Thanks, Brendan. Never heard I of think it. I, wow. I think I have that. Didn't they like... Uh... Do you have it? You I knew about the it. Dark Horse comic, but I didn't know about this. Right. This sounds cool. Yeah. I never did listen to it. Though. I didn't know that history. Now I've got to listen to it. Everyone loves William Gibson, too, so, you know. Mm-hmm. More, more of him is always good. Yeah, I didn't know this existed. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, there's a whole. I think it's on YouTube. Even you can just hear it. I think. Well, what are you trying to take the money out of Audible's pockets? Well, aka Amazon company. Yeah, yeah they don't have enough money, right? <laughs> they, they, we really need to worry about them. Um, <laughs> then one from Etienne Herbert who wrote in and says, "I was born in Quebec, or Quebec, as they would say." As a child, moved to Ontario, once province, one province over, and trust me, uh, they, the Anglophiles, really, really want to hurt me by calling me a frog. Really, really. Because we brought up whether getting called a frog, if you're French, if that was offensive or not. Oh, right. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what movie was that? Do you guys remember what we were talking about? Oh. It was recent. Um, yeah. Not that recent, but recent. Yeah. He didn't include it I here. Like this year, I think. 
he didn't include a reference to the film, but I, I just don't remember. But anyway, it says, I personally think it's like calling Italians the W word. Ooh. It may not hurt yeah. every Italian, but let's not pretend the intent isn't always What's to hurt. What's the W word? <laughs> w, w, I'm w, ignorant. Apparently. Three letters. It's just three letters, and it sounds a little bit like uh, a recent Cardi B song. Yeah, or you know what? Even better, take take the the take a mop, a household mop, and right? flip the first letter upside down. That's your, okay. that's your word. Okay. You got it? I guess. <laughs> okay. I guess. I've never heard the word, apparently. W-O-P. You've never I heard think, that? By oh. the way, I think it's... Uh, Etienne, I think, is the name. Oh, what did I, think I say? It's a that name. is hilarious. You know how many times that I've heard racial slurs that I didn't understand? And I think I have ran into some people who just indiscriminately called people these names because they sounded cute, like they were cute names. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. And That's, I'm like constantly amazed by like. You know what you're describing? <laughs> you're describing, I mean, I, I know people hate these words, but you're describing the privilege we have because no one ever calls us these things. We just don't right. have to worry about it. I want to read to you from uh, Wikipedia. Please. Um, oh, okay. The, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary states this, uh, this word's <laughs> first known use was in the United States in 1908, and it originates from the Southern Italian dialectical term WAPO, uh, which, you know, I mean, it just means pretty swagger. Right. So it's like when they'd say Japanese and they'd then they'd shorten it to Jap. It's like that. Same idea. Kind of. Yeah. And then yeah. The, the, the pejorative part just comes naturally because yeah. we're yeah. It's just the way it's delivered becomes the, exactly. the slur. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, three amigos, El Wapo. It's right. It's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I guess so. Gua- I no, that's that's Guapo. I mean, it's Spanish, but. That's El Guapo. There's a G in there. Right. But you don't pronounce the, the G in. Oh, that's true. In the native tongue. El Guapo. Gua- Guadalajara. <laughs> Guadalajara. Gyro. Gyro. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nailed anyway, it. Anyway, it, it, yeah. it says here, Southern Italian <laughs> immigrant males. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of words. Southern Italian immigrant males would often refer to one another as Guapo in a jocular or playful manner. And uh, then they were manual laborers in the United States, and it all goes to So then we took and ruined it. Yeah, we ruined everything. Yeah, good job, America. Well done. Uh, Our next film is not the 2016 film without the the in it. We are watching the the Suicide Squad that just just came out. Just came out Mm -hmm. on uh, uh, excuse me HBO Max and also in theaters. It is only there for a month, so we thought let's jump while the jumping's good. I've already seen it. I think, wait, Randy, you saw it yet or no? No, no, no. Nobody I, else has I, seen it. I'm very particular about this one. I'm, I'm holding it. Okay. Gonna hold I'm going to watch it twice because um, we had a, my wife and I had a long time date scheduled for this. And so we did. And then I'm going to, well, I'll do, you know, a rewatch for this week. But we're going to do the brand new Suicide Squad and uh, see what we think. Uh, we've done this now for Star Trek. What was the other? Or Star, excuse me, Star, Star Wars, Wars in 2015. And then there was another one recently. What was the other one? Oh, the zombies one. Oh, Army of the Dead. Army yeah. of the Dead. And now we do Suicide Squad. So we, you know, we're, we're, we're in the mood for this once in a while. If there's a, a big landing film, like a big deal, why the hell not sack it like the very first week it's out? So. That's well, we're doing. also we're also in the like dregs of the movie theater industry right now, and this is just a strange time when this kind of thing is happening, where right. a new movie is uh, you know available to us in our homes. Yeah, yeah. and I I come. And to it's this always heaven. about Scott being able to capture audio clips. I mean, mm-hmm. the yeah, reason yeah. why we don't go to the theater and do it is well, Scott yeah. would be a criminal. In the case of, Star- <laughs> I, I think I am still going to go to the theater and see it for that experience, but. Uh, 
Well, you can do it'll suck notes. because I can't I can't take notes while I watch it in the theater without pissing people off. Yeah, do mental. Yeah, screw those people. Just do mental notes. I'm doing work here. Yeah, I'm doing. I, I, don't you know a man when he works? <laughs> uh, I would actually. I mean, if you're going to go to the theater anyway, it's a good choice. It's a big, loud, awesome, cool summer uh-huh. thing. So it feels like it'd be the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I won't say how much I liked it yet, but I will say it because I've said it elsewhere. I really did enjoy it. So I'm excited to talk about it. That'll be next week right here on the FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com is our website. You can find everything there. And FilmSack at gmail.com is how you can email us like Etienne and Brendan did today. I am saying that name right, right? You are now, yeah. I thought I did the first time. What did I say the first time? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was like E-Time or something like that. E-Time? <laughs> Oh, please help me. If I said Etine, I deserve ridicule. Uh, Film Sack on Twitter. And you can leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. He lit my arm on fire. There it is.